This is Comic Shenanigans, Episode 18, Avengers vs. X-Men Recap Discussion, Part 1. say my favorite Captain America is Cassidy. Always has been. I think he's a brilliant at Cap. Well, thanks, thanks for That's joining us at the show. It. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, this is episode number 18. We're doing... Uh, 18? Aven- wow. Yeah. For you, Captain. Avengers versus X-Men, the uh, basically a wrap-up and you know retrospective kind of looking at what we thought was good, bad, and very ugly about this major crossover event. Uh, with me today, I have Paul Scarras. Hello. I have Nathan Strzok. Nathan. Nathan Struck. Nathan Struck. What? That's your name, isn't That's it? That's my name. It is. You're busy reading Uncanny Avengers number one. No, I'm not reading. Like You're just Last minute reading. Oh, He's rejoicing over Cassidy's Captain yeah. America. That's exactly right. You didn't get the memo, though, of the Marvel Now uniform, apparently, though. No. I, I do like any of the Marvel Now. Anyway, well, we'll, we'll get there. Let's, let's, let's see if he actually Yes. Okay. okay so Avengers then, versus X-Men. Okay. Capcom. Would you buy that? Would you play that? I would. Are you kidding me? Yes. That'd be an awesome thing. I'd game. be lining up for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be Capcom, awesome. Capcom, do it. Interestingly enough, though, have you bought the Marvel vs. Capcom Origins? Origins? Demo? Not yet. No, neither I, I, I downloaded the demo. Me too. So far around with it. Because it's going to be on my hard drive, so when the inevitable happens and the price drops, I download that little yeah, 10K download code. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and speaking it's of. It's really good. It's very fast, quick load times. Did you see the. Yes, it's nice to have a, a pure. Marvel vs. Capcom. The arcade port. Yes. Because the PS1 ones oh, garbage, were terrible. Garbage, and the Saturn yes. one no one ever had. Which yeah. had, you could have a RAM upgrade so you could actually play fast. Yeah. It's very clean. It's very nice. Sorry, segues. Um, speaking of, did you see that the Marvel Pinball announced the new table yesterday? No. Uh, Civil War. Okay, yeah, sure. Marvel Civil I'm War. I'm with that. Um, so, I don't know. They don't know when yet. If they but. could do a make, if they could uh, contract McNiven to do the the art for the table, that'd be nice. That'd be very nice. That'd be very but nice. I doubt yeah. they will. No, probably not. I still can't get uh, Fantastic Four to. Oh, for online. Zen Pinball 2? Yeah. I don't know why. They're supposed to patch it, and they haven't announced that yet. That's too bad. So I have all the tables. And you beat me in all of them. You have to play some more so you can beat my record, so I can... <laughs> They're so out of touch. Some of them out are of reach. Be, some of them are reachable. I can't even kiss the sun. Reach like, it's too dreams. far away. <laughs> Ugh. All right, so let's get started on Avengers vs. X-Men. Um, so, Paul, you found a good reading chronology online. Yesterday, I looked online for reading chronology because one of my issues with AVX was trying to figure out where a lot of this stuff came together because it all shipped regularly, but it was really, like, you had issues that came and you read them, and like, when did this happen in the series? Um, so, if you go to www.squido.com slash Avengers vs. X-Men, uh, a of Blake Scissor, Blake, C-Z-I-R-R, uh, compiled a very good reading order uh, for those of you who are looking to have something that is uh, fairly accurate. It's the best one I found online, so it may not be definitive, but um, I read through it with, in this order and it seemed to work really well, so I would suggest it highly. That's good. No, yeah, because yeah, I agree. That one of the main, pro- major problems was that the shipping didn't always make sense for where the times were, and so you'd either you, usually you'd end up getting issues that happened like a month ago and you're like, who cares now? Or in some cases happened after the last battle, but didn't really explain why. So exactly. it's good that there's a good chronology. So where do we start off? Well, technically, if you go by the chronology, um, you start off with the Marvel Point One issue that sees Nova flying away from the Phoenix Force, right? That's your first kind of teaser to the whole... Do you um, remember that, Nate? Can I ask, 
who this Nova is? Does anyone know? Sam Alexander. It's been now shown as Sam Alexander. Yes, he's the, the one who's we now supposed to back to then. No, we weren't. We thought it was someone new, and we didn't know the name. And then there was a lot of people saying, "Well, there's about to be the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, and it looks like it's going to be the same Nova." Yeah, based on the uniform they match, right? So you kind of put two. And they're both by Jeff Loeb. So you know, I th- I thought of like, what was it? A next. That's the, oh, yeah. the Nova costume I thought of when I saw this, and I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> I'm 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 actually really upset about the whole everything they're doing with Cosmic right now is really dumb to me because Bendis is going to be doing Gardens of the Galaxy now and Iron, Iron Man and Iron Man's Tony on the team. Stark is Iron it Tony Stark Iron Man or, or a different version? They've said it's Iron Man, so we don't we don't. Okay, I said Iron Man. Official. Okay, so yeah. eh, well, it's pretty official. But that, well, yeah, but they had that with Cap Shield from a different reality on Thursday yeah, at one point. Be, so. I guess yes. You can put any monkey. In the I thought it was a space knight. I was hoping it was a space knight, and then it would have been more interesting. Yeah. And then there's going to be like the new Nova series by McGinnis and uh, Loeb, and with this guy anyway. So this is his first appearance by the same team, right? Yes. Um, I was I was watching comic book um, girl 19's YouTube channel, and uh, her hope for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It's I kind of actually. I agree with her is I, she hopes the movie shows these galactic heroes trying to fight Thanos she calls it Thanos it's Thanos and <laughs> Thanos murders them all at the end of the movie and then he comes to Earth mm. and so it sets it up as going this is how amazing Thanos is he kills superhero teams and now he's coming for yours and then we can show like these events that that would really set him up as being a big a genuine that'd be threat. really cool I just they would like never do That's crazy. They, don't have the ball- I know. they don't have the balls yeah. to do that but uh, or maybe Destiny most of the team just leave one survivor maybe to well yeah one survivor to herald it to come yeah. to Ash on Earth sure yeah. right um, <laughs> like Nova it's like coming Nova, yeah. and, and that's never been done before <laughs> and she's like um, and she's like if you did that too and uh, uh, Joss Whedon was aboard for production he would totally support that kill everybody kill their moms so I mean that would be a very interesting <laughs> Joss only unlikely. kills fan favorite characters and that's Rocket Raccoon and Groot there you go they're dead <laughs> that's so sad guaranteed yep Alright, uh, so, uh, yeah, sorry, going back to the beginning. So, you can read Children's Crusade if you want. Um, you can see there's an optional in this nope. regard. So, <laughs> you do not like read it? Children's Crusade, even if you want. You hated it that much? It's terrible. It wasn't bad. The art is beautiful, though. The art is beautiful. It is beautiful yes. art. I found just the end. I, I was really excited in the middle, and then by the end I was like, eh, what's the point of this? That describes my AVX experience, actually. Yeah? Yeah. You really liked it in the middle, and then by the end you're like, eh. Hmm. Well, the beginning I was, was like... And then the middle was like, whoa, this is amazing! And then the end was like, what? That was my journey. Okay. Interesting, okay. That's an interesting journey. Oh, I can tell you exactly where those emotions hit and which okay. issues, yeah. and what part we'll, we'll of the there. issue. Yeah. Okay. So uh, after Marvel Point One, then where you we have, had. Then you have Xanction, the four part miniseries, Cable versus the Avengers. Right. For no reason, really. Well, sort of a reason. Like, again, his, what was his, the reason? His hardcore thing to protect hope. He was told the Avengers are responsible for for ruining uh, hope, killing hope, and uh, causing big issues and ruining the future. So, and it ended up kind of being the opposite. You know what that felt like? It felt like the versus issues. A lot of that book was just kind of like, "Who's Cable going to fight now?" And then, you know, didn't <laughs> no, that's, that's yeah, yeah, and he fought a very like, yeah, he took down I guess the big three or no, two of the three, Iron Man and Cap. Didn't touch Thor. He fought Hulk. Rolled. Yeah, yeah it was Rolled. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was a good fight. Because that reminded virus. me of Onslaught. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Falcon was no big deal, and then you know, Falcon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I they Falcon. Falcon. But there were so many other Avengers out there. He didn't even touch it. So I don't know why that small little group counted as him versus all the Avengers. Yeah. But McGinnis had pretty art. So I guess the the big thing about that one was the way it ended was with him getting cured of the To virus and she manifesting. And him saying, like, she's the phoenix. That's yeah, they the figure it out, and, and Cable gets healed, and you would think that would lead to him 
having a major role in the series. But I'm, I'll get there. Let's not spoil it now. Yeah, because Cable never showed up. Don't get me started right now. Relax. We'll get there. We'll so get there. excited that we'll you said there. that. We'll get there. <laughs> Blue blazes. We'll get there. Okay. So, uh, ooh, it's loud. So he just, he, just, <laughs> he just broke someone's ears. <laughs> like, what was that? Someone's just jogging on their treadmill. Just fell <laughs> off. <laughs> A deepest apologies. Okay, so AVX number zero. Uh, the Scarlet Witch appears at Avengers Mansion. The first half, and Cyclops talks to Hope um, about becoming the Phoenix in the second half of this issue. Um, so when I first went back to this, after reading it as a whole, uh, you see Vision kind of telling off his, his ex-wife. Where was he the rest of the crossover? Part of the space team. That's my, that's my question. Where the hell was Vision after was that? He? Okay. Right? So after... did he go into space? With, like, Valkyrie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the eighth we'll get a there. team for that one. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, so I wonder, where did he end up after all that? But after the whole space thing, then Vision's just a well after that. Um, and he didn't even care about Wanda at all. Like, he wasn't even around. Like, no. She played a big part at the end in the last few issues. There's but a lot of problems with these familiar Missed opportunities. Yes. Missed opportunities, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I had the vision there, and then... How do you feel about that scene? I didn't like it. Where he says, she's like, oh, I brought her back. I'm talking to my wife. What are you doing here, Wanda? And he's very, like, stern and very, almost like an abusive husband. Um, it didn't work for me. No? Yeah. I, I, I found it was really awkward and didn't seem it right. It seemed visionist. I think it was supposed to be, though. He, it, he, 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 I know, Everyone else went, well, what... What's going on? I'm, it was, it I'm, succeeded uh, in being awkward, but I don't know if Vision was like catalyst for that. I think it reminded me how much I hated that they did this to Wanda to begin with. Because I had never liked that they brought her down this road. And and then how they kind of semi-redeemed her by having her make a deal with Doom and Children's Crusade. Like, I don't know. I, I miss my Wanda. My Wanda oh, has been around. I was confused there for a moment because I didn't know what you were talking about. The West Coast of Venda, Dark and Scarlet, <laughs> when oh. she also went crazy because that felt of her more demon natural. kids. Or the time in Children's Crusade when she was evil, or this time when she's too powerful. I don't know. This long history we've established with this character. What part don't you like about Wanda? The, the older version was not that powerful, though. Are we talking about, like, the crazy quartet older Wanda? Like, are we talking about no, Brotherhood I'm, Wanda? I'm talking that? WCA Wanda. When that, that whole storyline. It wasn't as bad as what Bendis did. I actually really like what they've done with her. I think that she's far more more interesting than she ever was. Even though her costume was only good when Diodato drew her, uh, I love that costume from the nineties. Mm, yeah. But uh, I think that she was a nothing. She was a, she was a whisper on the wind in the nineties. She didn't. Do, she was just there, and she would twinkle her toes. Well, I agree. She and had then nothing really to do. Fire. Yeah. But now she's a major player, and she's interesting, and she's a representation of chaos. The way they got there, I didn't, I didn't appreciate, though. It felt like character assassination would have been a good one. You've got to break some glasses. But I'm going to break some silverware. That's what it is. You've got to break some eggs to make a cake. You're breaking glasses. I don't even want to eat anything. the whole kitchen. I don't want to eat anything you make. There's going to be glass in there. Sorry. You wanted to show us something? No, no, I guess I'm just taking it out so everyone can... Yeah, Um, the the Cho art didn't work for me. I don't like Cho as an artist. I think it was fine. I think it was pretty. Uh, I really didn't like the the Hope story I found was really like, eh, don't care. Although, going back, it's interesting seeing some of it played out at the end, if that makes sense. This is one of the biggest misopportunities in the book, I feel. uh... The uh, Scott-Hope relationship? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on what Paul was saying before. Cable is her dad. Yep. What does that make Cyclops in terms of her familial relationships? An uncle? He's got some kind of connection to her. He's sure. a stern uncle Family, who doesn't yeah. let her go outside. Right. She's the teenager who really just wants to experience the world. Mm-hmm. That's a very human feeling. Yeah. It's, it's dressed up in cosmic, you know... With jetpack. With the jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> but that same feeling of wanting to take the car and go out in the town and see people and see life is, is very human. It's, it's something that the reader can connect to. Yep. But um, my question for anyone out there is... Uh, all this concern over Hope, 
and this concern that uh, she'll go crazy or she'll become the phoenix, and she keeps assuring them that it's okay, I'll, I can take it. Who actually loves Hope? Her does, dad. Anybody, does anybody love her? Only her dad. Now, you say Cable, and I would agree with that. Yes. Does Cyclops love Hope? No. Does no. anybody on the team or in the whole island love her? Does no. Maybe the lights. Of, no. Maybe the lights. Maybe. But for the most part, they're just these like stern, authoritative... Well, because they, ha- they have a bond to her, so they uh, it kind of supersedes... Because like, they've acted in ways that don't necessarily make sense towards her because they have this strong bond with Hope. Cause... Yeah, but I've read that Generation Hope crap to have known that, and I didn't, so it doesn't yeah. affect me. I, I would say the I only person true. who loves her is Cable. Yeah, I agree. Without a story. doubt. The only reason for anyone to care about her and for her to not go crazy when the Phoenix Force... She's an angry teenager who doesn't like being bossed around. And then they go, well... Cyclops goes, if she gets the Phoenix Force, though, she can use it to control our plight and save all of us. Why the hell would she want to save you? Nobody loves her. She's stuck on this island. All you do is yell at her all day. She mm. has every reason to go, my, the only person who ever loved me, my dad, is gone. I don't know where he is. I'm going to take this power. I'm going to go find well, at him. At this point, he's, he's inside. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's he's, true. He's he in is. the hospital. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my dad, and I'm going to use these powers to recreate his utopia. That's what I'm going to do, because he's the only one who cares me, about me at all. Like, that's my problem with the story. He took her and he trained her for, for this, in theory, right? Yes. But yet, like, Cyclops puts her on the extinction team full of villains and puts her in harm's <laughs> way countless times in Gillian's ridiculous crappy run. And then you have, like... And, he's still, and she's still asking, like... Um... Tell me about the Phoenix Force. Well, didn't Cable already do this already? Like, why is she still asking the question of Cyclops? I don't think Cable knew what she was destined... No one knew what she was destined for. I'm sorry. Look at her belt. How many gizmos does she have there? Any one of those she could look up on the internet and check Wikipedia <laughs> for the Phoenix Force. Because it's been on Earth before. Yeah. This giant fire warbird. Until the end of uh, X-Anction, no one knew anything had to do with the Phoenix. The Phoenix was not even a glimmer in anyone's mind until then. All we'd ever been told, and what the Cyclops had been told, is that she... Yeah. Is that she was... To save this mutant messiah, and that she would lead them someday. We didn't know anything else about it. It wasn't until X Sanction that the Phoenix was ever mentioned by anybody. So why would Cable have necessarily? I know at the very that? end of um, Second Coming, you see the fire in, yeah. the, in the bonfire. Yeah. Right? Well, Cable wasn't around though, so Cable no, no, couldn't no. have told her about it. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to say that there's Cable no way. Cable trained her for life as an yes. X Man and as some kind of messiah. Yes. That's what he did. Not yes, necessarily for the Phoenix, but the Fine. idea being the discipline. He taught her to stay alive. The fortitude, all the things that you would mm-hmm. need to withstand be, having this entity. He, he taught her to be John Connor. That's basically yeah, I, But at some point, you do feel that it's more than just that interaction. It's mm-hmm. more than just, I'm training you because, you know, this dog I'm training one day will need to be a seeing eye dog. You Almost all the trainers fall in love with those dogs anyway. He fell in love with her. He loves her. He's, he's like her dad. No, right? that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so having her, her, him absent means this feeling of connection and emotional ties between the characters I think is missing for the whole book I don't know what her motivation is mm. and Cyclops' motivation is very twisted and weird and I don't really understand it well I think that's kind of the point is that he's he's been doing everything he's been doing is because he, like, he was trying to lead the race and then he then basically because of Cable he came to believe that everything hinged on this one person so he went from yes. being mm-hmm. a leader of a people to a leader of a cult you know what you know Which, what you can Right. The way it can sum up this whole thing, AVX can be the rise and fall of Cyclops. True. It's, it's the core of this whole story at the end of the day. Um, I, I was reading the first few issues, and I thought, just like when they kept mentioning Messiah, and a, a group of people who have been kind of um, um, hunted and abused, and now they've been made their own country, and they're looking for um, uh, the, the UN to recognize this new nation. What does that sound like to you in our history books? Which nation, which country, which group of people? The Jews. Yeah. 
and who have a Messiah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a very kind of almost analog for the Jews. Okay. And I thought they could really pick up on that, and Magneto, especially as a mutant and a Jew, could mm-hmm. be more of a forefront representation of this kind of religious uh, kind of fervor based on the people as an entity, all that stuff. They could have really ran with it and said, yep. the Avengers are kind of almost like our greatest ally, but they're now kind of overstepping their boundaries, and it could echo the relationship between the United States the superpower mm-hmm. and a smaller entity who also is very powerful Israel like it could have been very much and then I thought well maybe it's not trying to be political but then the second half of the book is extremely political and I'm like what a missed opportunity no. so you have this big macro story about nations and nation building and, and religion and cultists mm-hmm. kind of nature and a psychop losing his mind and then you've got the stuff I was hoping for the stuff about the story about family uh, Hope was raised by her dad she loves him that's her connection to humanity and to mutant kind and the reason to really be in this future Cyclops was raised by his dad, Xavier, ultimately. That's yeah. his dad. Yeah. Yeah. And the story, I, I, I yeah. felt, missed a big series of beats by mm. being Cyclops' dad raised him. He realized, he grew up and realized one day his dad wasn't who he thought he was mm-hmm. and kind of fell out of favor with his father. And this should have been a story about those two coming to a clash. And now, as a father or uncle figure, he's enforcing himself on hope being overbearing, mm-hmm. being kind of like holding her, her in, just the way Cyclops Psych- uh, was treated by Xavier. Yeah. I'm gonna, you have to restrain your power, Scott. You have to control yourself. I'm going to give you something to control this. I'm going to teach you to be a warrior. And now Cyclops is doing this to this little girl, and, and, and then like, Cable should have come in and said, you're overstepping your bounds. You're just doing this because your dad treated you like this. Cable should it's have not been about my father. It's like, but you're my dad. Like, it could have been very confusing, but also about the relationship between a father-son-daughter-father. That's not what they felt like telling and, <laughs> and ultimately, Cyclops' downfall is that he actually becomes like his father. He becomes Charles, he becomes a leader of the X-Men, he has a dream himself, and he oversteps his boundaries and loses it. Xavier's story is the same way. He lost it when he became Onslaught. He lost his credibility, he lost a lot of what gave him the, the moral uh, fortitude to lead the X-Men and be their true governor. And then he also lost it with Deadly Genesis when he mm-hmm. became a traitor to his own kind and when he, he ruined Danger during the Danger storyline and he became a total bastard. Now Cyclops is becoming just like his dad. Mm. It's, it's Ares, right? Ares killed his father, killed Zeus, yeah. and his son one day Phobos suggested to kill him. It's this cycle. I wish they had just stuck with family and focused on family. And then I would care, A, what happens to Hope? I would care what happens to Cable. I would care what happens to Xavier. And I would care what happens to Cyclops. As it is, mm. it took away all the emotional character family part of the X-Men, and I felt it became very mechanical. Okay. Well, it's because they were too busy making the X-Men villains. We haven't gone there yet. But Sorry. Okay. We're jumping ahead. I would definitely argue that, though. We're jumping ahead. I think the X-Men made the Avengers villains, and, and I really think that's really what happened. Like, honestly, when I read the comic... Well, well, let's get through the comics. Get through the com- let's get through the first few issues before I get to this last <laughs> yes. half, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, okay, then we roll right into AVX number one, um, and we got Romita on this, and we all love Romita. Um, you I, say it sarcastically. Yes. We do not. Okay. Let me, let me but say he put, this. He puts my friend to this one. I will give him credit for this for this issue because it was the okay. first issue. That's interesting. I <laughs> I normally love Romita. I think this is some of his worst recent showing. And I did not like Romita on this book. No, I think he was okay. So I'm going to be the Paul for this one. Okay, Ooh. good. That's good. I don't know what these American Gladiator poles are or <laughs> these, what these web uh, <laughs> nets that Spider-Man's holding here. I wish there was a page number we could tell the, the yeah. listeners which page he's looking. It's the, it's it's the, the, the helicarrier shot with all the hero, the Avengers ready to jump off and Wolverine's holding one and Luke Cage is holding one. These American Gladiator like, kind of jousting poles. Before we get to this part of the issue, what did you think of Nova's return, like coming to Earth? Well, again... Like, who is this Nova all of a sudden? He's just a guy. Right? 
Now, did you read the Infinite issue with Nova? I did. Well, what issue? It's, it's a download thing, right? I'm a BlackBerry user. I don't, I don't, oh, well, technically, I don't, I don't, it's X Men uh, Avengers vs. X Men Infinite, Infinite Number One. Right. Yeah. So I don't think I did a good job including those because there's one number six that comes out later so that good. is a very I think a, a key point in this whole series that a lot of people I bet have not it's read it's better than most of the main issues yeah I know so you shame. haven't read it have you have you Nate any of the infinites no you're no. shaking your head no no don't talk to me yeah, I, I appreciate them driving this digital age thing that's great but they still make it accessible to everybody no I agree and it's, and it's not especially when you have a key points like what could be key points of the story missing yeah it, you know it's nice to have but having Nova Crash is great I'm a big Nova fan but, but it's not but any it's, Nova we I recognize. We don't know if you're a fan of this Nova, right? Yeah, we don't know yet, right? Is yeah. it Blue Blazes? I don't know. Um, that, that cannot be the only thing you like about this. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But it flies in the crashes. I like to believe it is. Yeah. Nova? What's well, Caps, you know? i got to say, Supernova is not my favorite character. <laughs> no. I, I did like the basic the thrust of the first issue because it, it did have that sense that something big was going to happen. You, you know, you have him arriving on Earth and the whole idea, it's coming. It's and, coming, yeah. You know, I... I, the, I, f- I thought this like I actually feel that the, the event started off actually fairly strong because yeah, they had I that. I felt it started very well because it, it felt like they were really building it up into different areas, and, which they didn't really capitalize on. Like we're going to send a team into space to try and stop it. We're going to we're going to go try and try and get hope. And uh, I just felt like there was so much building. Like when they kept saying that there was going to be different acts in the event, I was excited to see that, and we never really got to see a real explanation of what was happening in space, if at all. We saw a little bit, kind of, in the Italians, but they you weren't did. good. No, they were good, but that was it. I know. That was it. <laughs> it could have been so much. It could no, have been exciting. No, it could have. Well, who who they sent up there? I know, but still, when you get to that those pages, when they're like, you know, this is going to, we're sending this team, and it just felt like something, the shit's going to hit the fan, this is really exciting, we have to go get hope right now, and then it just felt like it then devolved into a, we're going to keep doing this for a while. What are you looking at? Page 12. I counted it. Okay. Um, go there now. <laughs> What is Ramita depicting Thor? It's just those lines on the very top panel make it seem like he's holding onto the strap of his hammer and churning butter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, chugging his hands like a train. Almost <laughs> like. Here, like in front is of that him. what he's doing? It's yeah. Is he spinning? Like, 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 a, like a propeller. I think that right? he could have done the hand motion and the line motion a little bit more because as it is now it looks like he's holding his hands out in front of him and he's just got a whirlwind I don't know that's awkward to me I like, I like how you noticed it and needed to comment on the turning button. it's just because he was gonna close the book um, one thing I'll say about Ramita is uh, there are multiple artists as you know if you've read this who, who, who draw the comic draw the series and uh the depictions of Hope are all over the place. She yeah. looks more like a girl here. She looks more like a girl by Ramita, which is odd because Ramita's a very chunky artist. Yeah. Um, the Frank Cho art is completely inappropriate for a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> is she 15? They're all, yeah. They're all drawn the same, actually. All the females in that comic. Um, Jessica and uh, Ms. Marvel and uh, Wanda all have the same body type, exactly, which yeah. is generally porn star. <laughs> Uh, and they give the same thing to Hope, which I'm like, what is happening? And then Scott looks like an emaciated skeleton. <laughs> I know they call him Slim, yeah. but ch- like Frank. Yeah, there's on. some re- actually really bad scratchy stuff uh, in there when the visors have like a black line across oh, his face. Oh, with stuff too? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an my, addition. My favorite, this shouldn't surprise anyone though, depiction of her to making her actually look like a little girl or a teenage girl is Coypel. I think he makes her look like a, a little girl the most. But, okay. Um, I have to say, he uh, Ramita did start it strong with this issue. I think he gets weaker as it goes along. I would agree with that. Well, he does it for six bloody issues. Yeah, he does. Yeah, well, and he well, did it all in one week. <laughs> <laughs> Overnight, what a week! <laughs> scribble, scribble. One so night. Did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, he's not Jack Kirby. 
Jack Kirby would do it in one night. But. Yeah, but Jack Kirby had more crackling energy. This is true. And giant headdresses. All right, so that's the first issue. Yes. The Avengers, they jump on the X-Men, basically. Like, yeah. that's where we leave it. What's yeah. the next uh, on the chronology? Wolverine and the X-Men, issue number nine. Avenger or X-Men, a choice must be made. Wolverine's an Avenger right from the hop. Like, there's no no doubt in his allegiance almost right off the get-go. Well, they could have uh, just said it, uh, Cyclops is X-Men. Like, that, it's basically Avengers versus Cyclops is X-Men. Well, I, I well so to a certain extent, but we get to a point where even some of Wolverine's people leave him to a degree, which is odd. My, my surprise is... At the beginning of this conflict, why Wolverine was the only one. I don't, I don't really agree with that at all. I think there should have been at least another few X-Men who at least questioned him. There's Beast, Beast. But he's more of an Avenger Beast right is then. an Avenger anyway. He's not even hanging out with them. Wolverine's the only one? Really? I, there's, Storm. Storm. There's a lot of headstrong characters that would be... Storm would have not gone along with this at all. Well, yeah. it, uh, well it's, again, it all goes back to the idea of this, this, this cult that... That Cyclops had. I know, but everyone is always disagreeing with him. It's not necessarily that they're strong di- disagreeing with some of the things he does, but they're not disagreeing with the belief in the girl. But the Avengers don't disbelieve in the girl. Like, here's another problem I have. What is the actual conflict? What are the Avengers going to do? The Avengers want to take the Avengers want to prevent the Phoenix right. Force from coming to the planet. They're not going to hurt her. No. So there is where the margin of, uh, of not margin of error, but the, the, the continuum is created. You have people who don't care. Don't touch her. She's our messiah. She's holy. You don't lay a hand on her. These are the diehard acolytes. Yeah. People on the other hand, like Wolverine, who are like, no, this is, redar- this is ridiculous. Um, this is, the Phoenix is a menace. It kills everything it touches. Yeah. People in the middle who go, look, I don't think that the Phoenix is necessarily evil or bad, but at the same time, I really don't think the only solution is to make sure that Hope gets the Phoenix. There's got to be people in the middle who kind of go, I'm not really sure where I stand, but I don't think we're going to be fighting the Avengers about this. True, but The I Avengers think, aren't bad guys. But, They're not going to hurt her. But the Avengers come up and basically issue the ultimatum, like, we're taking her. If the Avengers had said, hey, let's maybe go up into space together and stop the Phoenix right. together. Like, Which is more in character with what Captain America would say. A little bit, yeah. yes. Well, there, yeah, in order for an event like this to work, you have to have people not acting in character. Or you just make Thor do it. <laughs> Thor, like, you know what I mean? Thor got his ass handed to him this whole series. <laughs> yeah, he got no but, respect But in terms all. of yeah. Thor going down and, like, mandating something, send Thor and Hercules. If you want to start a fight, <laughs> send Thor and Hercules down there, and they'll say, give us the girl. I do like they mentioned, though, um, what's her name? I like that they mentioned that at one point in the first or second issue. You want the girl? How about learning her name first? Like, the whole series, they call her the girl. Mm. Until Hope joins the Avengers, she doesn't even have a name to them. No. That could have been discussed a little bit more. <laughs> this is our messiah. Learn her name kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So what did you like about Wolverine and X-Men number, what, nine, you said? Nine, yes. Um, so I, I think, Aaron, I think one of my favorite tie-in series in general is Wolverine and the X-Men. Okay. Throughout uh, the whole of this event. And he does a good job, still kind of running his own book. And uh, showing how things are going from the school's perspective, um, and you know we, this is where we first see uh, Husk having some issues. And the, the issue also does a good job of. Don't care about Husk at all. And that's fine. We don't. But this is, it's a story it, thing that's yeah. been going on in this series. Right? Like the, the genesis of it, right? Of course you do. AOA. Okay, she's awesome on AOA, and also in that storyline from the of course your accent told you to read by Mike Carey. And, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. I do like the bachelor art. I don't always like him, but no, it's because it's, it's actually pretty restrained here. Yeah, it is. Like, well, there's nothing crazy going on in this issue, right? There's no well, there's a little action. bit of that stupid Kakoa. Yeah, yeah, and then Cap having to go through the mini dings room uh, foyer that is the <laughs> <laughs> grade school of higher learning. 
Yeah, you missed out on you missed out on this, Nate. I have only casually read yeah, issues of this series. It's, it's well, you, no, you've read the main. There's series. so I'm many things. Pick up the trade yeah, there's so many things that are happening here that are not explained. But yeah, oh, it's cool. Is Bachalo the artist on the, every issue? So no, far? no, I'm most most of them. Okay, then I won't be picking up the trades. No, no. Uh, Jorge Molina also does some issues. He's really good. Yeah, but if it's not, if it's not enough issues, Bradshaw's good too. I like that. I like that Wolverine sits here with his his team from the schism, and he goes, "Okay, guys." This is what I'm doing. I'm going with the Avengers. Beast is coming too. This is where we stand. Right? So this is where I'm going to go. So he talks at them. Yeah. Tells them what we're... we're, we're no, he's like, yeah, this is to where... To be honest, that's how Wolverine would act, though. He doesn't know how to act to talk to people. No, no, I... I but no, but he's, he's playing... I want you guys to stay here. Protect the school. Your job is the school. Protect the kids. This is why we have the school. Your job. Me and Beast, we're going to go fight this shit and, and get her done. Right? This is to show you where they stand on the whole side of it. So you have no doubt, they have no doubt what's going on. Like they've already gone against Cyclops in the first place thanks to the schism. So it, it kind of means something because the whole X-Men's position in the first place during this whole thing was always kind of weird, right? Like why would you set the X-Men apart when they're about to face off the, the Avengers? It's crazy, mm-hmm. right? It always did seem a little odd. But the timing of it, right? Well, it's inevitable, isn't it? I mean, the fissure between Wolverine and Cyclops have been coming for so long. Wouldn't it make more sense though to make it part of AVX? Like would have been more dramatic. Like the fact that they have like on that cover, like you know, Avenger Axman, which one will we choose? Well, we already kind of know where he's going to stand because we know that Cyclops is basically the X Men in this in this instance. Whereas if they put the schism as part of it, it would have been a lot more, especially because part of the schism was caused by Wolverine not wanting to put kids in danger. The whole AVX is about putting one child in possible danger. So what, like, wouldn't it make more sense to have made it part of it? Because. Cyclops is ostensibly possibly putting hope in danger. Sure, the Phoenix, yeah. And since Wolverine's ma- major point was we're, we're putting kids and making them soldiers, we shouldn't be doing Which that. I don't really understand because he trained two children at least that I know of. To oh, be I warriors. agree. No, it, I agree that I, I don't. I, I still don't agree Should that they. Had, the next twenty-three. Yeah. yeah, I still don't agree that they necessarily no. planted his flag there, but they. Ever since they decided that that's what Wolverine was going to do, and then okay, but it would make more sense to make it the mm-hmm. crux of this kind of event. Yeah, but you have to understand that it allowed them to do an issue number one several months ago when the stockholders meeting was being issued and they wanted more income for the company. Oh, I know. Yeah. All right. I don't know when what the stockholders meeting was. Uh, rock that. Rock that. Um, okay, so now we have the new Avengers number 24. Oh, yeah. I saw Diodato right. Art and I got excited. Yeah. Well, Sweet Christmas. This is a Luke Cage story and a half. Him worrying about what a surprise. The baby and Jessica. And look, look wrote... at this. Since the heroic age, like every issue has had them having dinner at a bloody table. <laughs> They're doing it again? <laughs> yeah. I have six. I have like six issues at least of that. <laughs> yeah, scene. it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Since Rogue Age, every issue next one, they're having dinner at the table. It's, yeah, it's, that's all they do. The they do. It's Avengers really Avengers. not. And that good. baby has had more scene time <laughs> than Frank and Richards ever has. <laughs> and and right here, when they were auctioning off the Hellcarrier, Rogue barking orders at yeah. the Avengers here. He's, fight smart. Fight. Fight. He's a commander. I, I get that, but who, no one knows he's talking about Ross. Wait, he doesn't say be successful, does he? <laughs> No way. <laughs> yes, he does. I don't know which movie they watched where, you know, Platoon was it where they said be successful? <laughs> yeah. It, it's ridiculous. So I wasn't huge on... Well, that Endis? Yeah. It, oh, you, know, it, you know what's weird about this too is that there's an issue later on that we'll get to where in Avengers where Red Hulk is talking about how you know, no one really like listens to him or trusts him because he's like the scary monster and when he goes and tries to do something on his own yeah, yeah. which is a really good Thunderbolt Ross issue we'll yeah. and then you have this which doesn't make any sense because no one listens to Red Hulk they yeah. don't trust him no one you. knows who this is right so him barking they still don't no know sense. no only Cap knows 
is what we're as, as they don't as, realize that this is like an old man who's you know, just walking around I, with just pants. I am getting confused between the continuities of the Avengers cartoon show, which is fantastic, and this. And in that cartoon, Cap's also the only one, right? Who knows who it is? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anything else of note happened in that issue, or no? No, it's, it's really Luke Cage whining with his <laughs> wife, and then is that an Alan cover? Uh, no. Who does the cover? It's Dudado. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a good cover. Looks a little bit like Alan. Yeah. So, Luke says, I'm going to go fight again. And... It does look gorgeous. Oh, sorry, when I say it's... Alan, I mean Alan Davis, right? Uh, just for anyone that. listening. I knew that. Okay. Uh, no, it's got really nice Diodato art. It's just too bad the story doesn't support it better. Yeah. That's because Luke takes a and go fight instead of supporting the baby post fear itself, right? And that's going to be done un- with The unfortunate thing is that's going to be a recurring theme the next time we, like the next few Luke Cage issues. It's always about him and his family. It is. Which I get he's driving a point. It just feels like. So many issues spent on it. Oh, I know, I know. So again, as a, on a flip side, where Wolverine the X Men did a great job showing off the perspective of Wolverine and his group. You know, Bendis decides to get centric on it, on like still move Luke Cage along. You yeah. know, in the middle of well, of Luke Cage life. is the most important character. Can Cammy Rand get a single arc? <laughs> no, he's just always there, but he doesn't have any feelings or emotions or family. Like, does Danny have a relationship with even the baby? No, they don't show it. He should be Uncle Danny. He, he should, should be the be. one who they go to and say, "Look, we got to go take care of something." Danny, you know what? Can you take care of our kid? What's the Squirrel you? Girls for? Mm-hmm. Screw that. <laughs> Okay. I just want at least to establish a relationship with him and this potential niece of his, right? What do we got All next? Right. ABX number two. Ooh. This is basically... You've read this one. <laughs> yeah. It's basically the action-packed all-out brawl between the Avengers and the X-Men. That's all it is. It's a pure all-out war on, on the shore of Utopia, and it's good. It's just non-stop action, lots of crazy stuff going on. Every it, fun, everyone. it made me wish and, hope, uh, and lament that the fact that they don't have uh, narrative boxes anymore pointing out, if you want to see this fight, go here. Or, like, I miss that kind of it stuff. It would have made a lot of sense. Well, they do their own kind of narrative thing in verses, don't they? Yeah, fun they, fact. Yeah, yeah, but, the, but that's useless. But, but yeah. this is this is a point where like this is the greatest opportunity they have to advertise their other books. Like uh, I think wasn't it Civil War? Or, I forget which event it was, but they would have like full page ads being like, you know, watch this character do this in this issue or something like that. Whereas yeah. they could have done that in this and they didn't. And yeah. there's eight hundred million tie-ins. Like Nate, you read the main series, you didn't know where to go for the other stuff. Like I mentioned a few things that you were interested. Yeah, it in. jumped around a few times um, where the Psychops declares no more Avengers, and then it cuts to what seems to be months later. Oh, yeah. Cuts again. There are a few times in the, in the main series that yeah. I, I don't feel like that happened as much as Civil War. No, no. It did a little bit, but Civil War kind of took place within the span of a few weeks, right? It sounded like it, yeah. Um, and so it wasn't as jumpy. This was very jumpy. It wasn't so abrupt that I couldn't figure out what was going on, because issue six starts with a shot over uh, Utopia, and Utopia is very different, and the sun's coming up, and it goes, this is the new world. Mm. And it just kind of introduces you to the new world after he establishes true. No More Avengers. So I, I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I know what Marvel did here. There's probably seven tie-ins <laughs> that are showing like everyone's perspective of what's happening here. But there um, really isn't. There weren't, actually. There, there wasn't? There no. Wasn't. So that leap. It happened it, several times in the series. Yeah, I know. We'll get there. Yeah, it was never... Some of them were done, and later on, there was a few issues that kind of looking at it. It, it did make it feel disjointed, because a lot of the issues, it felt like something was going to happen right away, and then you'd have, like, a tie-in where it's like, eh, la, la, la. Now I'm really upset, because they spend five <laughs> issues on nothing. And then they go, oh, our pacing's off. We need to jumpstart this thing and skip an actual interesting transition period mm. for issue six. Because I'm serious, issue one through five, they could have done issues one through five in two issues. They start fighting, now they're on the moon. Like, the, what happened in issue four, Paul? Can you recall right now? Tell me what happened in issue four. 
I guess that's what you're saying. I can't recall. Nothing happened yeah. in issue four. In issue three and four, <laughs> they're just running around the yeah, world doing that's, rat that's race. You're right. You're right. We're yes, like, right. whoa, yeah. we have some readings over here in Liberia. <laughs> so then they go there. Yeah, and yeah. like, not here. And then that's it. And then they're like, oh, they're on the moon. And my favorite part is when it says the Phoenix Force is coming here in ten hours. We got to get moving. It's on the moon, guys. We got to get to the moon. So let's get a rocket ship and get to the moon in less than ten hours. <laughs> What is happening? Like, Thor's gone. He's not even making portals. Why did they make a rocket ship? Why not just make a portal? Teleportation. Get some kind of time platform and go back in time and you have more time to get there. Ten hours to the moon? Oh. Anyway, rather than making five issues of nothing, they could have... They could have spaced it out. I know. I, have, I, I was so hoping you would tell me that I could read certain issues. No, Nathan, go to the here and you can find... No, not really. The fact all. that they that, did that? Really. If I'm really serious, yeah, there's, yeah, I know. And then it's Ramita for five issues. And he's like steadily getting worse because <laughs> his arm's cramping. And he switched <laughs> to his left hand, right? And it's Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> um, this, I like this issue, though. Well, uh, it, <laughs> nothing happened, but I still enjoyed it. Whatever. There was still potential here for something to happen, but all of issue two, you're right. Uh, yeah. Paul is right. It is a big... Fight. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Period. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's also because at issue two, you have a lot more patience for because you, you don't know what's going to happen next. Sure. So you're like, oh, well, let's just jump right into the fighting. Sure, there's something else going to happen that's going to be a lot more interesting. Let's get started. Why I not? I've been reading the other series uh, with Hope and the Lights. Um, is she as hot headed? Is she portrayed as hot headed anywhere else? Because she's very hot headed in this series, and I don't feel she has been. Like, even when Cable's raising her in the Cable series, she's like a teenager. She's like, I don't want to do that. But ultimately, she kind of falls back in line, and she's a soldier. I think bottom line is here that she's... I, I think she was just pushed over and over again, and that's kind of why she's so high-headed now. I, I think this... Uh, really? Because she's described later on in the series as having a high-headed personality. And Wolverine even comments and goes like, if I knew you were this spunky kind of thing. Mm. She's, it's, it seems like they're trying to show her personality as being... I, I actually really like that. I think yeah. that gives her some kind of personality. Because she, she, didn't, that, she yeah. didn't have one told the series. Yeah, so I, I, it pleases me, actually. So here, here you can see uh, towards the end here, she has time to be in her civvies, barbecue Wolverine, and then she's out in her full uniform, just skipping on the water. Yep. Right afterwards. So. Where did she get her costume from, and who designed that for her? Like she just hey, started wearing it, did he? Yeah. Okay. She came back. You talking about the costume she has with the little kind of what is that? Is she, uh, she got, like, a the poncho almost she wears almost. over her. Yeah, yeah. this, this rag yeah. of a yeah. cape thing. Yeah. I, I would like to believe in my mind that that is uh, what he originally carried her in, and that's how she wears it. That, that might be cute. I I also assume that was what it was. Yeah, because yeah. it seems nicer that way. So what was yeah, he carrying we, we her in? Was a security blanket thing, right? What was he carrying her in when she was three inches big and on his chest? What was? Isn't that carrier thing? <laughs> a giant X carrier. All the Vetti is the worst. After he did that, I can't look at him the same way. So, well, uh, don't you carry your baby around on your chest? Well, Paul, yeah. you have a baby. Like, do you just we, carry him right there? We often have babies <laughs> that big. Born full size that would turn to the size of a fetus often. <laughs> now, I thought it was her mutant power to be fetus baby. <laughs> Unbelievable. And there's Olivetti sitting there at his table going, you know what would make him look stronger? <laughs> if everything else was tiny. Sorry. I'm uh, myself there. Okay. Was... So, <laughs> here we have again. Um, this scene hit a nerve for me because of Wolverine coming in here. Describe the scene I, for people who aren't looking at it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, towards the end here, where Hope it has just uh, kicked the butt out of her five lit buddies, Wolverine and Spider Man bust into the room. Spider Man's, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? And Wolverine's like, what's got to be done? It pops a claw. Good man. Ready to stab her. Good right. Um, and then he gets barbecued. Right. I do like so, that one shot just before he, like, when she kind of says it. That almost reminded me of uh, Proteus, the, the face he got when Proteus messed with him. Mm. Okay, I don't know if you. Yep, yeah, I do. Um, and I also like how this is 
Wolverine's redemption. This beginning was very in character to me because he couldn't kill Gene yep. more than once. <laughs> um, he does an end song. But uh, this is his time. Like, I couldn't stop it before. I chickened out. This is my chance for redemption. He doesn't blink. He goes to stab her and murder her. Like, this is what he has to do. And the same thing on the moon. He, he's, you know, like, you have to stop her. And he's kind of going, I, if I could, I would. Like, my body is falling apart. And then he kind of loses his way, I feel, a little bit in the series. But uh, he starts very strong. Yep. And I like this. So, good action. I, I, it's hard to read it in retrospect, and I, I agree with you because then you have a lot of issues of just fighting. But from when you first read it, it the the title still has promise. So you're sure. Um, second issue is not so bad. By the fifth issue, I'm like, we could have been here earlier, guys. Yeah, it's kind of like now we're just going to fight in different locales. It was basically it was basically Marvel versus well, Avengers versus X Men, basically. Which, you know what? You I know? was I was thinking Marvel versus DC. It felt very Marvel versus DC, oh. and they do that on purpose. Like this is Hulk versus so and so. Yeah, this is the same kind of thing. Um, but I just feel it goes on too long. Next well, up, DC versus Marvel. Sorry, is how many issues? Three or four? Four. Three, and then the fourth one's amalgam kind of thing. Mm, yeah, to the amalgam. So there's three issues of fighting with the biggest you know comic yep. companies ever, and these guys can't do two teams in one universe in five issues. Because they don't Less want than to. That, I mean, yeah, the yeah. roster they played with as much shoes. They want five characters. I think they asked John Romita. They said, "Look, we want to wrap this up in three. We're going to segue to some more interesting stuff about world building in the future, godhood, what it means, all this stuff." And he goes, "Look, I really want to make mush faces. There's a guy <laughs> named Paul Scores, and he loves mush pizza faces. Give me five. And like John, yours. We're good to you. Plus." No one's finished writing their scripts anyway, so we don't know what's going to happen. So keep, oh, keep that's going. actually another thing to take note of, is that you know every issue was written by a different person. Which makes us feel very schizophrenic. Yeah. And I really don't like that. I'll speak to this issue Because there's, what, four or five writers on the book? Uh-huh. Uh, Jason Aaron, Bendis, Fraction. There's one really, really, Hick. really... Here's hey, a secret you know what? Listeners. Reading reading everything as a whole, because everything was all written by everybody else, right. I didn't see that. Right. But maybe if I just read issues... One to twelve. When you get the, the trade, series, you'll notice it. Yeah, then yeah. maybe I will. There, there's right. one Reading extremely the whole... good writer, and there's several very mediocre Who's ones. Really there's one, one bad one. When we get to the right issue, I'll let you know. Okay. Who is the best one? All right. Avengers number twenty-five is next. Total throwaway issue. Simon's an art. Look at Happy Thor Look lying gi- down. <laughs> giant pads. All right. <laughs> You guys, you keep talking. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a break. Yeah. I'm just gonna go. Can't take it. Yeah. Well, you don't it's, like Walt Simonson? I liked him back in the day. It's okay. horrendous. Look at this. Look at Hawkeye and yeah, that's not and even well. Yeah. Total throw. Like, all it really does here, it kind of shows the unity of the Avengers and where they currently stand. If anything, um, and then it just sets up the protector. A lot of a lot of come. a lot of books just wanted to have that one shot of them on the beach and not show anything else. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. So yeah, total throwaway issue. Again, it's it's Bendis rolling on what he wants to keep going in Avengers, showing the Hydra still doing stuff <sighs> behind oh, the scenes. You know, I appreciate now that I've seen this again. I mean, they, he kept doing this throughout the AVX times, so now it make it actually makes that work better for me. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to point out: one of the best pieces of art in this entire issue is an ad for Ultimate Comics Spider-Man <laughs> number ten because it looks uh, pretty damn good. Yeah. Well. That's how much I like the art in that issue. Yeah. I like Simonson in the 80s. Simonson has no. not grown yeah, well. And, and yeah, that happy Thor with the giant knee pads and the <laughs> yeah. weird smile. Yeah. No oh, thanks. Awkward. All right, so now we get to our first issue of Versus. Okay. Okay. So Nate hasn't read this one, so we can go on with Adam as well. Okay, so as a whole, as a series of one to six, I think the whole thing was a bit of a disappointment. Um, it gave you... You know what? This is the thing. As much as I was somewhat disappointed at the same time i feel like this is the one book where they did not in any way 
failed to deliver exactly what they promised. Like, they promised, yeah. we're going to have some First fights. And that's exactly what they gave you. I know, but it, I, I get, I wanna, get they wanted to have... Never seen it. I, I read only a few issues of the Versus. They want to have some fun with it, and they made it kind of campy and cute, and that's great. Um, but we'll give it to Nate. we got a lot of meaningless crap. Nate hasn't seen it before. Uh, you, you feel Versus is meaningless crap? Sorry? You feel Versus you mean is meaningless crap? I, I felt it... it uh, I wasn't... I was disappointed with it. As a it wasn't yes. supposed to add no, anything, Versus though. is absolutely a waste Why not? Because they, well, they weren't... They didn't set out to make the book to add anything. I did, they said okay. It, they said <laughs> it to make the book to then say this is three ninety nine U S dollars. <laughs> yes. for nothing for basically fan service fights. How this many families that? But, there, but we got some fights world. that were not fan service at all, and we'll get there. And they have Adam Cooper drawing stuff. There's some good people. In Why this. don't they have him draw more issues of the other series yeah. instead of? I know. But okay, this first but issue doesn't like who does the art in this issue? Where is he looking at? I don't know. Keep <laughs> the camera flip to the front. To see who does the art. Uh, in this Cooper issue? and the Nimitz. Oh, two of my favorite artists. Two really good artists. It's good. It looks good. These first two are yeah. fine because you have the nice banter between Hulk, uh, Thing, and Namor. Sorry, yeah, in the second half, and I, I was okay with the Magneto. This was the fight, fight I wanted to see, and they skipped it in the main series. Yeah, because yeah. they want you to put so this. This is the only fight I wanted to see yeah. the whole time. Yeah, it's good. And they're like, cool. "Oh, who one would think that a fight against the Master of Magnetism and Iron Man would be short lived? You don't know Tony Stark." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." And then they flip it, and it's like, <laughs> "Yeah, well, there you go. You should have paid four dollars for this." So versus <laughs> is cool. The fun stuff were kind of cheese, um, and the, the winner loser thing. Who really cared? Did you read the intro but, to each issue? Yes, and I have a I have a bone to pick with one. You have of them, a bone yes. to pick with that. One Ooh. of them. Yeah, I would, yeah, we'll get to that. But um, oh, I'm excited for Eminem here. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh my Did heart. Did you leave the room? Oh I my heart. And it's written by his wife. Can I you handle the, it? Um, his writer's not as good of a artist in a way in her art as he is in his. He just came in. She's, she's a writer. His, yeah. I know, yes. I know. But when I talk about her art of writing, okay, gotcha. Um, he's a better storyteller than she is when she writes. But this, oh, this looks so much better than what Romita was drawing. <laughs> no, well, apparently you should have just bought this issue. Oh, this is what you wanted the entire time. I mean, it makes me so happy that comics <laughs> exist. <laughs> He has some of my, he's one of my favorite things. Is absolutely amazing. Yeah, no, he has a really yeah, good thing. Very nice thing. thing. That's true. It's interesting to have them fight because, you know. This is the dumbest fight ever, first of all. Like, Namor, and there's no, and then apparently Thing wins, which doesn't make any sense. No. Namor yeah. in For the now. ocean? That's how I actually I thought I felt about a lot of them, where it's like, no, really? No, Namor in the ocean is unstoppable. He is like the giant. I don't know, Aquaman just, beat him with that. Throw a whale on him. He's that was yeah, the exactly. dumbest thing ever. <laughs> and it wasn't really beaten, right? He was like immobilized, yeah. so as long as you can't move for three seconds, <laughs> apparently it's he done. He failed him, that's all that matters. Uh, uh. Technical no, I mean, Namor is supposed to be very scary, and I think that they haven't done that for since like Ultimate. Two two ways. Ultimate Namor was extremely scary. Yeah, and then um, uh, Namor in Jim Lee's run of Fantastic Four yeah. during the new uh, volume two. Yep, he, he was took a over huge threat. And they're like, oh no, he's her. on land. He's getting weaker. And he busts open a fire hydrant. And nope, I have water now. That was and awesome. Wipes the floor with them. That was awesome. That is how Namor should be done. Alright, so versus we're not a huge fans, I guess. Of the overall series, but the first issue it started off well. So after reading that I was like, Okay, this might be something cool yeah. and fun. Let's see where they go with it. Okay. Okay. Next up. Next up is Uncanny X Men number eleven. You mean garbage number eleven. Yeah. Hey, let's see how many times Greg Land can use the same image. <laughs> that should be a drinking what, game. What the girl who is staying akimbo with her mouth open? Yeah. Yeah. She's in everybody. How many right. times is that so going to be? They ever go back to some of that unit crap that he you said know, actually, earlier. I liked, I liked unit. Yeah, he's creepy. Well, he was supposed to be. 
And Nate's um, like, I don't know what's don't happening. Care. So again, we, we seem aware of, of Namor's uh, perspective as he's watching. Uh, you know what, I take it back. Namor's I, perspective? I actually kind of like this issue. No, it's not that. It was an interesting perspective on what we had already seen. But that's the problem. We were just seeing something we'd already seen. Oh, it's like Namor's head? View. It's just Namor thinking? Well, yeah, yeah. See, it's not bubbles, right? Or perspective. Yeah, so Namor's point of view. So then you have a, but you have a solid fight between Colossal Knot and Rolk, right? Which, again, was a fight I was hoping to see. Yeah, so you get that. Again, you got to read hands, man. I, I didn't care that yeah. much. Like I know. Uh, but I like here. I never understood a lot of the weird colossal nut stuff, like all the weird shit that would happen to him, like yeah. that had never been seen before. And Redcon it already. Can, can, you help, can you help me understand what's going on? What are you talking about with colossal nut? Colossus has juggernaut. What weird things are you describing? That like he he gets okay. weird. Possessed I'll just turn stuff. to a page in this Uncanny X Men by Greg <laughs> Land, and he's kind of going um, void, like isn't he? From yeah. he's got like weird crap out of him. Like stuff. weird stuff happens. Now. I think that is a neat thing. To but not for Juggernaut. Discuss. Uh, because the Gemma Sidorak is still a, a magical relic. We don't know much about it. Yeah. It's from a demon. Um, but, yeah, I wish it had been discussed years ago. Yeah, and, and here's, just, here's now, just, here, now it just happens. spiky and, and crazy. I know he's all become Doomsday. Yeah. yeah kind of, yeah. Yeah, and then he, he realizes his madness at one point, rips the helmet off, and then Rolk finishes him off. So. No, I'm sorry. The Crimson Gem does not stop working when you tear your helmet off. We know that. Everyone's seen well, the cartoon. They, they've kind of had this though that he can he activates it basically. Oh, like, that, he yeah? taps into this power. He's not constantly juggernaut. Yeah, that's true. He does kind of change, which no, is weird. I I did like this issue now that and, I'm, and, I'm looking at it yeah, again. Another thing here I liked was that uh, from Hope's point of view, you know, with Wolverine coming to stab her again with Spider Man in that same room from before, uh, she says he comes out with those claws of his just like I told him to. Yeah, she does. So you get that, you get that in that in the primary issue, but in this you see that yeah. they had that conversation that says, like, if I turn, if I'm going bad, do the deed. You know what would have been nicer too? I think that if you were to say someone has, uh, feels love for her, I would say you could make an argument that Wolverine has some feelings of of attachment to her, some love Because she's her. a red-headed girl who is attracted well, to Phoenix. Well, sure, yeah, it's Rose, right? But at the same yeah. time, he has spent a lot of time with her. He has trained her. Yeah. Um, he knows what it's like to be kind of um, misunderstood or to have everybody focused on you or everyone looking to you um, or be afraid of you, uh, more so. So I think that if they had even played a little bit more on that and talk about them kind yeah. of having these feelings of... Before we leave like on Kenny X-Men and... The, my, my, the only thing I didn't like about the issue is that it didn't give us anything really new. It gave us pr- pr- perspectives, but we got it was just rehashes of scenes we'd already seen. Yeah, it was a slow so, burn to start the whole thing. So off. it's kind yeah. of, I mean, it's, it's nice in one on the one hand because you do get an interesting perspective, especially on Namor, etc. But you also don't get anything new, and it's just like I've already, I just read this <laughs> to a certain extent. Yeah. Read but this the again. cast is so huge, right? I know. So you want to see how it affects certain people, and as long as you're meaningful. Um, points of view then it made sense some of them were some of them weren't no. but as long as it had a purpose then I won't kill that what's next number three? Oh, round man. three. Oh, good. Round three. nice cover I, I, really, I really do like the covers of this series oh, beautiful the covers look nice a lot of them of course the oh yeah because you've seen all of them now yep. you? No. there's a okay. gallery you can look up online and so this is Wolverine covers. barbecue count number one yep okay um, Spidey's fine no worries not well, he, didn't get he, he wasn't close to the burning no but wasn't he ignited? No, that's on the moon. It's on the moon. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, I actually thought this was actually fairly good art by Ramita in here. Considering it was issue three. <laughs> it's, also sad, it's also sad that when you think about it, Wolverine got it the worst out of anybody in this entire fight, the entire series. Yeah. Not Wolverine, 
Well, Spider-Man. I don't know why well, he's not dead, actually, but he should yeah, be dead. Yeah, we'll, he we'll, really get, should yeah. Be dead. we'll get there. Yeah. Suddenly we'll there. he had like you know juggernaut level yeah. durability. <laughs> like when he said, "You basically cracked my skull in," and you see his face cave in, <laughs> yeah. and then he walks away. Well, well at least Doctor Strange could have gone like, Ooh, you know, with his hand, but put well, an onk down his pants. But I mean, there's nothing. It was just like he just gets out of it. That was weird. It was. Well, it, you would have known more about how damaged he was if for me to have been the illustrator because he was just had a giant smush face. But instead, it was what? Clint it Bell? was pretty smushed. Um, that issue, Kubert. I think, it was Kubert. Yeah. Okay. Um, so here you have the the mock surrender with um, actually looking at Doctor Strange. And I like I like out. that. That was a nice little twist. I like the the Civil War ish conversation between Iron Man and uh, yeah, it's very America. overt. They didn't even make right? it subtle. They said yeah. that once there was a time when we were fighting over different you know sides. <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah. They could have had like a little editor's note that has a wink and like Civil War. <laughs> we still make money out of it. Yeah. <laughs> we have a prose novel version of this coming out. Yeah, <laughs> it's come out already. Terrible. We have a pinball table coming out of this. <laughs> well, why? I'm sorry. Why don't they do stuff like that? Why don't they take more opportunities to cross? Well, because Casada, and... um, when he came in, got rid of all those little winky boxes and editor's boxes. I like them. He hated them for some reason. They're so much fun. And then Axel came in, the child of Casada, and yeah. I guess he just kept some that books, sensibility. Some books do throw them in. Yeah, but they tend to be more Brevoort kind of headed up. Yeah. Projects. I like Brevoort. Yeah, because he's old school. He's very old school. So what else happens in this? So you have hope on the run. You have kind of your first trader with Rachel Gray talking to Wolverine and then communicating the cycle. Her facial afterwards. scars are the most inconsistent thing. As, in as a non-reader of Wolverine and the X Men, I had no clue what was going on. I just kind of went fine <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. So um, and then we have the weird fight with Cap and Wolverine at the end here. I kind of liked it. Uh, it was weird, out of character for again for Cap. I don't. Oh, feel it was Cap very was out of character. Of... But as a, if you're going to throw in this fight, it was well done. I really do feel like Cap was more in character in Civil War. I know a lot of people disagree with that, but I feel he was more in character there. Than yeah, him. here he was a little too authoritarian, and but, I but what a great but, fight! But it was a good fight. Yeah, was having fight the shield in the back like of the Mike, skull, Mike like, Zach. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. No, it is. Yeah, no, a very good fight between the two of them. One thing I want to point out: very skilled. Uh, so here you have a giant man kicking him out. Uh, they reference this in the most recent issue of uh, Avengers Academy, where they have a flag football game between the Avengers Academy and Wolverine and the X Men kids. Shut up! It was actually fun. Anyways, there's a part of it where Wolverine, like, base they're playing this game. Anyways, he like t- tackles and beats up Hank Pym for a minute. He's like, "Are we not even?" I thought you said we were even. Like now we're even, and it was a nice callback to this. Uh, we're gonna edit that out. Oh come on! <laughs> Just because you guys hate Avengers Academy, at, at, no this, one cares po- at this point, everyone I, cares. I thought that like the Avengers had just murdered Wolverine. I thought they were kicking him into the ocean, but it turns out it was, it was the snow. Yeah. At, at first, I'm like, holy crap! Cap has lost his head <laughs> because if you kick him in the ocean with his skeleton, he's like Jason Aaron has written that specifically. The thing I'm I'm, I'm the most scared of. He said this in Adamantium Men isn't people or monsters. It's Fair water. Enough. Yeah, because I can't get out. Like, my skeleton weighs too much. I can't swim. Um, no, they just murdered him, but I'm glad they did I did like the last page there in the, in the snow. That was a nice piece of illustration. Yeah. I guess it's all up to me, which is weird. Uh, you'd think he doesn't get there um, in the end, but here you thought, okay, here we're going to be a, a third party now, right? He's going to yeah. do his own thing which in the middle. Which adds a little yeah. bit of which something kind of extra here. But he has to just go back to the Avengers and that's yeah. it. You know? like, this was a great point to keep him yep. on Not, his own. What a wonderful last page. What yeah. a great drawing of Ramita there in the snow. Yeah. And then I kind of just... Of Wolverine in the Snow by Ramita. What I you mean, say? You mean of, Ramita? of Ramita in the Snow. Yeah. That's it's not, John. That's not Ramita. It's a picture of John, a self-portrait. <laughs> back from the 70s when he was voted Marvel's sexiest hunk or whatever. Remember that? All right. 
<laughs> since we were just talking about, we had three issues of Avengers. You actually Academy. bought Avengers Academy? Wow. I went Can everything. That? Oh my god, yeah, this is amazing. 29, 30, and 31. I'm going to blow through they these were, really quick. They were not good. Really quick. Sebastian Shaw is at the school. He busts out, causes some <laughs> shit. Nobody cares. <laughs> Hold on. We need an excuse I'm to have sure. an Avengers Academy tie-in. So let's jump. Let's dump Cyclops's kids. Hold on. Hold was on. that twelve dollars you spent yeah. just to make this point? There's twelve dollars. Nine. Nine. Assure you. Okay. Now I want to Absolute drivel. You cannot justify this to me. These... They threw Cyclops's kids on the school. Let's have a little powwow. Uh, let's put X twenty three in the middle. Hold on. Mutant Hold adventure. On. I don't know. Paul, rein yourself in a little. Okay. I kind of I was enjoying myself. I know. I want to say. I think Christmas. You him. Okay. But, um, I almost said yes, and then I held back and went, "Don't, don't care." Christos Gage did the very best he could with what oh, they were, he was given. Because they foisted, they basically like he didn't really want to be part of the crossover, but he was ended up having to be. So he didn't there's so many books. Are you defending that... the artist? You defending the writer? Yeah. Christos Gage wrote it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a writer. He's an artist. No, he's not. He yes, he is. No, he does. He wrote no. Christos Gage is a writer. He wrote Avengers uh, Initiative. Who am I thinking about? Who who drew for Bendis um, a newspaper series? What newspaper series? It was a paper with a newspaper. It was a a comic all about... Oh. um, Is that Gatos? Yeah. Michael Gatos. Gatos. G-A-Y-D-O-S. Oh, I'm sorry. Gage. I'm I'm sorry. Did you not like the... No, I agree. That the issues of Avengers Academy that tied in were not of the of the the, the usual high caliber of that book and that book. They're not they, adding to the event at all. No, it didn't add to the event, and it did get derailed from its regular. He tried his best to keep it on its regular story, but he unfortunately it was the weakest three issues of that entire run. However, you got a nice page of Hercules naked. <laughs> oh <model>. yes, this this is Harker. Want to see it? I can put it out for you. Who was the artist? Who was the artist? Because it was Sorry, really he, atrocious. I almost did hard on for Hercules. <laughs> I, don't, I, I actually like Hercules, but I don't think I want to see what you're going to show me. <laughs> well, who, who did the art here first? Boom! Hercules! That is my new wallpaper. Herc, herc, herc. Trouble, trouble. Herc. That is very in keeping with who he is. They, He's a Greek god. They walked around naked a lot yeah, back on the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, tigers funny. all creaming all kinds over it. We're great. Okay. Are we done? Wow. You keep using that term. I don't think you, it means what you think it means. <laughs> Hold on. Who does the art in that issue? Grummet? Oh, that's not the best Grummet. I do not like Tom Grummet at all. It's way too many, too many inks Are we done? Can we move on? Yes. I done. couldn't read a new out. Thunderbolts because of him. Okay. Next up is Wolverine, Wolverine the, the X-Men, X-Men number 10. 10. Okay. okay. So again, Aaron is still doing a good job. I hate Avengers Academy. Yes, I do. It's such a good book. Okay. So not, here, not those three. Here again, Aaron is doing a good job uh, keeping running his book, but still keeping it relevant to what's going on. You have Iceman so and much Rachel text here. on those first couple pages, yeah. though. So they're, they're debating Crap. what's going they're on ready. with everything. What side should they stand on now? You're starting to get the first dissension of the ranks. <laughs> I'm sorry, this picture that's uh, the little Rook. mini uh, Craig um, oh. Krakoa, right? Yes, that's typical of what I expect a bachelor from this book. Yes, just like okay. weird. The book is so weird. It is very with weird. The well, there's so the... many unexplained little things. You just run with it. That's like, very Jason Here's what I'm doing. Jason Aaron's a very quirky writer. It. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's all kinds of crap in here. That makes no sense. But, all right. We'll so the basic thrust of the issue is what? Cyclops, Cyclops comes, comes for school. a visit. He tries to plead his case. Remember, Where does you're this an take place? Is this before, At the school. When, when? Does this Wolverine, before he got on the plane and got kicked out? I hope so. Yes. But when Wolverine was... But Wolverine never came back to the school in between... They were, they were at Utopia... Uh, you know the X Men vanished, and then they they took off in a, in a in a Quinjet, and then he got kicked out into the into the Arctic. 
nowhere in there did he go back home first and find a, uh, Cyclops there and then go back and then get on the the jet and then get kicked. Hold on, let me see what I've long here. since I know. ceased to care. Okay, okay this issue occurs in the timeline of AVX number three and after Avengers Academy 31. Cyclops okay. and his team have already teleported away. The Avengers have separated for a short period after dropping off mutants at the Academy. Wolverine heads back at that point is what they're saying. Okay. There you go. Okay. Well, I'm glad someone tried Manhattan, to put it together. Wolverine obviously stopped the junior school where Cyclops <laughs> makes his case. You're out. <laughs> I'm just going to wait till we get to things I've read. <laughs> You're allowed to give your input on some of these issues. You know, and usually Did when you it comes... think it, that added a lot, or no? <clears throat> uh, overall, it was probably one of the weaker ones, but it worked. Because you, you had uh, Wolverine talk to Cap, and I had Wolverine talk to Cyclops. So you got both leaders. Him still, They're trying to still play him as a middleman, but he's still clearly on the Avengers side. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, next up. Next up, you have X-Men Legacy. Uh, I know if he's on the Avengers side. I think he's on his own side. And, and his interests just coincide. Now, I forget what happened in these issues, besides hair-pulling, apparently. <laughs> what is that? I forgot about this. Yeah, it's, look it's, at that. It's basically... It's not how either one of those... Rogue and She-Hulk no, do not fight like that. Shouldn't Rogue look like She-Hulk now if she well, okay. her hair? Does Rogue have no, super strength anymore? Oh, but this... Oh, no. She's about to. Rogue is so messed up when yeah, it started. I know, I know. But apparently, okay, she, can, she can absorb powers at will. She can control how much she absorbs. Which is great. It's only one at a time, is my understanding. Well, that's fine. As long as... That's a, at least a little bit of growth for her. Yeah. At least a little bit. But it's sad that it's for her powers and not for her character. So what happens in these stories? So this is this, by Gage, too, right? Gage yes. wrote these. Yeah. So this is, this is a quick little... A uh, couple of issues here. The better of, of Legacy, because it gets really bad later. Um, it does. Where uh, Rogue, and uh, along with Gambit and Frenzy... You love Frenzy. Oh, we'll get there. Frenzy? We'll get there. She's next man. It's basically B list combat because they verse Moon Knight, Falcon, and She Hulk, and then an un, like, uh, an Iron Man suit. Not Tony Stark, but a suit. You know, those issues just weren't too bad. Yeah. Considering, okay, yeah, you're right. Considering and, what happens later, yeah. this is actually the best legacy so, issues yeah. I've seen in a long so time. So the art is decent. Um, it shows the faculty signing their ground saying, You're there's, not messing with our kids. Smirk in there, get out of here. It's so. a funny statement to say. It's just. Well, this issue, I mean, considering Chuck Austin wrote the book, <laughs> this issue isn't bad. <laughs> the issue can still be bad on its own no, merits. These issues, no, these issues, no, I'm saying this series is, on the whole is pretty bad. Yeah. And it has been for the last, like, a year this or kept two. with the theme of AVX. It, sh- it showed but where these... But these two issues were, were kind of fun, and a little madcap, a little weird, and, like, why are these people fighting? But, like, I'll, I'll go with it, because yeah. that's what I'm supposed to go with. Whereas what happens later is just stupid. All right, let's yeah. go there. So. So after X Men Legacy, bonus face. It's amazing though that as much as you uh, don't like X Men Legacy at all, you would still rather read it all the time than Avengers Academy, <laughs> which has only had three bad issues. The issues you bought. Are you still chasing for that book? I yes. Okay. I mean the book is ending anyway, but I mean yeah. <gasps> no. Well, instead, it's going to have Avengers what if, Arena, what if you which just is basically the yeah, Hunger Games meets Battle Royale. Basically, kill all my favorite characters. That's yeah. what it is. Well, they're hoping, I suppose, to bring on elementary school kids to read because. I guess. I don't know. But they're bringing together like initiative characters and uh, new X. I think what new X Men characters as well, or some Runaways. All right, to kill some. on, guys. So we're, get through whatever yeah, he's got there. Okay, we're going to space. Okay, this is a compilation of Secret Avengers twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, and Avengers twenty six and twenty seven. Very protector heavy as we get through some of it. Oh, we, fr- we open up with the Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay. With the, the Kree trying to cut off the Phoenix Force itself and use it for their own goals. There's some history I really there. like that Secret Avenger stuff. Right? What? Yeah. This none of this happened at all in the main book. Captain, Captain Marvel is not alive. No, he's no. dead. But he, 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 he resurrected. Comes, he comes back Phoenix for Force. a bit. 
tries to tap Carol and then dies again. Of course he tries to tap Carol. Yeah. Wow. First of yeah. all... And she becomes binary again really quick. Did you guys read the Lee Weeks miniseries? Yes. In, during Civil War, Civil War, post-Civil yeah. War with him? Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yeah, Secret Invasion. That's right. That was really good. Yeah, and then... I really enjoyed that. I was really sad because I really liked the idea that Captain Marvel finally came back. Because it came back during Civil War, Civil War: The Return. Yeah, but that was just a fake out. And it yeah. turns out he was just a scroll. As but as you know what, that served that, that story very it well. It did. It did. And then so this. I don't every time now. Every time I see him coming back, I just I don't well. Care. That's what I felt, and I felt if they were going to do this, why not make it a huge event or make it something bigger? Instead, it was shunted into three issues of Secret Avengers. Secret Avengers yeah. ones weren't bad. It was the Avengers ones which were wait, terrible. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. But Are they, we saying he's back or he came back for that, this issue? He came back, came back for an issue, okay. made out with Carol and died again. Yeah. And you thought this would be a segue to Carol now becoming the current Captain Marvel, but yeah. that... No, they that keep killing that poor guy. They do. They, they keep mentioning Remember him. when Genus killed him? Yeah. Like again? Yeah. And, and he the artist... Is, is, yeah, he took... Yeah. He took you know, it wasn't my remedial, though. But he did pick up... No, like, no, I know. Yeah. His, um... Yeah, his tombstone. Murdered him. Yeah, with the tombstone. That was great. Like, look at this. Like, the art is atrocious. Look at that back. Renato Guedes? Yeah, it's not the greatest. Yeah, actually. Huh, interesting. It's interesting. Kind of like some of his lines. I like some of the line work. It didn't, so... Uh, it, you know, Thor is, is, is hurt here. Valkyrie is, is here briefly. Pretty, um, I like main, characters of the space team you don't see again uh, until... My main problem with this is Thor and is Beast. that this issue didn't mean anything. Uh, in the overall scheme of things, like this could have been... This looks like the same colors to Son of M. A so it's like bit. The exact, and almost the same penciler. As yeah, you it know does what look I'm similar. Talking? I don't remember what happened to the... I don't remember his name. The guy who penciled Son of Them, one of my favorite artists at that time. I still really like his stuff. I don't know. I don't know where he is or what his name is. I hope this isn't him. It's not him. I think it's just proved a way to kind of stall the Phoenix Force for coming before... But the Avengers and Secret Avengers are basically telling the same story, but in two different books, with two different sets of characters. Really weird, yeah. Basically the same thing. Explaining the stall wasn't necessary. Just reading the series, I didn't at any point think, um, why did it take them so long? Because it came through space, so I don't... Didn't need it. Yeah, so... Kind of... Kind of a throwaway. If if you're into the Kree and if you like if you like the Protector, who hasn't really been fleshed out to anything, no. anyways, right? Like one issue centers on him saying goodbye to his girlfriend. Saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave. And <laughs> I like that, that. She's a neat character, but I don't. That, has anything been done with her at no, all? No, no. Who cares? Not at all. Right. That costume. All I, those issues don't really like you don't need to read them. Like you didn't read them at all, and you didn't miss it's anything. anything. Yeah. And that's what's upsetting about this. Yeah. Type that's what's thing. upsetting about crossovers. When you buy everything and you sit back and look at it again and go, "What?" Did I buy Especially Black when Panther? they reference this, and and you feel as if it's going to mean something. Like when they said we were breaking this into different acts, I thought we'd have an act in space. All about them trying to stall it before it came. I, like, I do see something. three different acts, three distinct stories in the the storyline. Um, I see issues one to five. Yeah. I see issue six, and then I see issue seven to twelve. <laughs> that's no, a, no, that's really interesting. Issue six is complete. Is an anomaly. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. Issue six is my favorite issue. Issue six is the issue that um, makes me want to buy this series for one issue. The art is brilliant. Jonathan Hickman. I'll spoil it now. Is the best writer in this series. I would agree with that. It is by far reading this this whole thing through in one go. I couldn't believe what was happening to the book. I thought the like everything about this book has just transcended what came before it. It is now paced so much better. The story is so much better. The, the, the themes are more interesting. And then they take everything that's brilliant about that, and then Jonathan Hickman doesn't get to write a second issue again. And doesn't then they do... Nope. He doesn't did write after that. He doesn't write an issue I, after that? I'm pretty sure well, double he check. We'll get Double check. And then it, go, it does its third act, which is um, uh, the end of mm-hmm. um, Squadron Supreme. So they do Squadron Supreme as the third act, the first yeah. act is Rat Race, 
And then the, then the middle part, which is the most interesting, kind of almost Asimov style foundation, yeah. the really neat ideas there, um, it, it is, it's on its mm. own. Um, so I see that as three acts, but that's probably not what they meant. No. Yeah. Not at all. So what's next? All right. Uh, round four. Oh, Fight. Ajax. Make your protection round four. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Uh, so Wolverine slaughtered Panda Bear, and now he's using it as a warm. Polar Bear. It's a very kind of cool, cleverly done scene. It's there. a Panda Bear. Uh, yeah, very bear. nicely drawn. With the, with the beer and yeah. following the well, beer he cans. Well, found the beer cans, losing the hope. Right? That is okay. so silly that it only belongs in a comic, but um, I had no problem with it. It's just weird, though. Like, well, first of all, the artwork is really, really solid in mm-hmm. these pages. This is actually quite good. Uh, like that is one of the best versions of Hope. Uh, that being said, but see, it proves again when Romita tries and people actually. Coloring his stuff properly. Yes, it's that's decent. what it is. The colorist yeah. here is doing a lot of the yeah, work. That's, that's true. Great, like Wolverine knows everything. It's perfect. No, that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah it, she just shows up and finds. I know. Him. How does she find him? Why did she I spend time things. throwing beer bottles everywhere on a trail? Yeah, like, why did she just go to him? Why did she go to where he was going to be and make a trail of beer bottles to her? Now, there is go a, to him? there is a tie-in featuring them them that's really good. Yeah, which you would have liked. No. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, after all the Kree and crazy nonsense, you know, you see Thor still battling the Phoenix in space. Yeah, so basically everything that you didn't read didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I didn't miss anything. Not at all. I like how he throws his hammer at it. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. So dumb, and then, again, Yeah, but you know what? What have you always wanted to see? You know, there have thrown it, the Phoenix Force, which is an entity of energy. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So here, so Emma possesses Toad to take a look around and see where everyone's doing their thing at the various locales around the world. That yeah. felt really forced. This was all waste. Yeah. None that, of this matters. That was real forced. Yeah. I don't care about any of this. I don't feel yeah. a need. And, and really quick. And plus, here we have uh, Angel wearing a, a costume he's never yet worn. I love that costume, though. It's kind of like. Um, and he wouldn't actually wear it to an issue of Wolverine the X-Men. A Templar. It's like a Knight's Templar. Like, that but, came out for much later. Yes, but I don't understand why he... Fighting at all? Doing anything? Yes. Yeah. Why, why he has yeah. any... Although, is, it, is, this, is this where his fight with yes. Hawkins yes, supposed to take exactly. place? That's from the Versus issue. As an aberration, Versus issue five. five. Man, someone's yes. ears just got blown off because got mad. <laughs> Is now here. So my biggest problem before, versus number two with what's going on here is we've established why Cyclops cares and sort of why uh, um, Captain America cares. But as a reader, I still don't care about mm. who gets. I don't care who gets hope. Like yeah, I, she's I been reduced to a prize. Well, she yeah, she's a prize. She's not a character. But secondly, mm. if either way, I don't care. I don't feel like there's any real danger. I don't feel like anything's going to be lost if the Avengers get her, the X Men get her. I feel like the X Men will figure something out, or the Avengers will figure something out. That's kind of what both of them say. Both of them say, if we get her, we don't really know what we're going to do, mm-hmm. but we'll figure okay, something yeah. out right. every page. So as a, as a reader, I don't even know what the end goal is, ultimately, and um, I don't care. Right. So nothing lost. Yeah, you would think you'd hanker back a bit to issue two here with all the nonstop action, but I don't think it really translated so well here because it was just a mess. Like, some they're here, and they're here, and they're there. Yep. Like, it was just all over the place. It, it was, really it, hard it to was a little schizophrenic there, yeah. too, because it's just like, let's just jump places. And it doesn't help that it's a different writer every time. No. Who wrote this help. issue? This one is Hickman. Oh, so this is his first one, and his next one is six. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's done. Right. Now, I, I, I did like the, the touch with, like, uh, isn't, this, isn't this where uh, Wolverine makes a comment about, you know, a redhead wants me to go to the moon? Yeah. yeah. That's a nice comment. Yeah, I think That's yeah. a strong line. It was a very strong line, because that... I'm so, not surprised, it's Hickman. Yeah. He's very thoughtful about what he writes. Yeah, well, he's one of my Whereas Bendis is just like, 
it's almost like he's brainstorming. I'm surprised that any of these issues were actually written by Bendis because we didn't see a lot of tables. No. <laughs> or no, no dinners being had. Or like, babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or random babies for no reason. So Thor crashes down and, and here comes the Phoenix Force. No, that was a cool ending. I mean, it felt like, okay, right, here now, it is. We're, now we're leading into the but next you major thing. You could have ended issue two like that. Yes, you could have. We didn't need the whole search for hope. No. No, it, didn't, it didn't accomplish, it didn't mean anything. Okay. It, it, they basically needed a reason for Wolverine to bring Hope there, and then everyone show up anyway. Yeah. It, it did yeah. feel kind they of... Were, they were still on the fill some tie-ins and, and make all the time. Speaking of tie-ins... So we had Versus. Uh, these both work within that scope, because all, all the fights are very... Now which ones did you read? Shown. I, read uh, I read two, four, five, and six or something. Okay, well, then you, okay, you so read these. So the chronology, yeah, they're five oh, and Gambit two. Oh, Gambit versus oh, Captain America. I forgot how much I hated that. Okay. Ugh. I don't know if I hated it. It was just Make, unremarkable. Do you remember... Very weak McNiven art. What, what are um, Captain America's overpower stats? Uh, for ch- IQ? Yes. 2, 8, 4, 6. And what is Gambit's? 6, 6, 4, 4. Very good. So that alone should tell you the result of that fight. Well, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. Hey, it's no contest. I didn't need to read it. Who wanted to see Captain's Gambit? Raise your hands. Thank you. That one guy in the treadmill who got yeah. back on and like, really, like go the treadmill again. And <laughs> who cares? Um, right? It's who an cares? odd thing. And let's see who the creators... Uh, McNiven, oh, he drew it and wrote it. That's why. So yeah. they said, McNiven, are you able to work on this project? You're very like high-profile artist for us. He said, yes. What do you want to do? He's like, I like Gambit. And they said, do what you want. That's the conversation, I think. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. If he's but mad. A comment, again, Spider-Man versus Colossal Knot. Again, who really yeah. cares? It, it was like, McNiven wants to do something. He doesn't know. I'll go home and think about it. And his nephew was like... You should do something like Gambit. He's great. And then he came back to it and was like, okay, I have no better ideas. I'm going to do Gambit. See, why doesn't LaRocca's artwork ever look like this in the Invincible Iron Man? I still think this is... This is some of his best stuff in a while, I though. I know, but it's, it's sad. Like that, like, and part of it's the colorist. He's still better on... Like Spider-Man. Awesome experiment. Everybody knows his Speed Demon is the best. But best like, work ever. This is Spider-Man looking vibrant. Like, the stuff is happening. This and is I, a fun homage to the, cl- the classic uh, Juggernaut yeah. Spider-Man fight. But, like, I, I read... Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's Juggernaut fighting... Spider-Man, like, so... I, yeah. I read uh, Invincible Iron Man all the time, and I wish the artwork looked this good. And this isn't even his best stuff, but that just tells you how low... Like, I, when I read Invincible Iron Man, not everyone looks the same. Mm. The designs aren't dynamic anymore. It's just everyone kind of bleeds into each other, whereas this is really good stuff. When did he have time to do this? Because, well, I, I guess, guess he's, he's just... Doing, a quick half issue, I guess he did Iron Man I know, but he's still... He's cutting corners in Invincible Iron Man, I guess, so he can do other side projects. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, it's still versus. It's unremarkable. Yeah, and then you have, you know, Hawkeye versus Archangel. Who cares? Well, the main reason why (coughs) this book came out later was for this. Which grudge match is that? Yeah, there's nothing there, right? And plus, Angel doesn't act like this. Exactly. He's just been reintroduced as this new blank slate from Uncanny X-Force. Also, there's a point where he hits him with all his flechons. He gets him with all his arrow, um, uh, sorry, his feathers, which yeah. are uh, have a toxin on them to paralyze you. Mm-hmm. And then Hawkeye just shrugs it off and then takes him. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, not very good. Not very good. You, but... ha- you have the, the husband-wife uh, quarrel. Oh, gosh. They keep uh... mentioning that the whole series, there are fights. Some are between husbands and wives. <laughs> Some are, and blah, blah, blah. And they do it again in this book. Yeah. Like, husbands well, and wives, like, there's who, no winners. Who like, wins? Oh, my yeah, who, yeah, who wins? And it's like, question mark. It's a, it, this man is beating his wife in the face <laughs> yeah. with his super, like, 
Panther power. <laughs> this is messed up, man. They're reading claws. So yeah, see, this is where Versus gets zero. Issue one was good. Two, five is just you know. You know what more nice would be to have him use his technology to depower her and then just take her one on one, and then all of his moves are just counter moves. That being no said, aggressive, mm. no punching her. Everything she tries to hit him. Why doesn't she just he uh, her? just call up her uh, her ex boyfriend? Like, hey, Cord, Forge, I know you made that gun that took away her powers once. Maybe you share that. What happened to Forge? He's still around. He's going is to be he? part of... Uh, what's that team he's going to be part sure? of now? Yeah, he's going to be part sure of... sure he's not underground hanging out with the master of the world? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. No, right. well, hold on. Where, where, where is Forge now? We, we just saw him announced for Cable. a team. Cable. Yeah, next Cable next for us. Yeah, I know he's announced for that, but... Yeah. I don't know. He Forge was in, has he, been so out of astonishing, spotlight. It's because he was in Astonishing X-Men Ghost Boxes by Warren Ellis and Simon Bionchi after... Uh, Whedon left Astonishing X-Men and he ruined Forge but then he wasn't in Xenogenesis afterwards no so I mean he's just kind of they took him out he said he was useless he is useless he's a deus ex machina he's literally Mm. a Mm. he's a machine (laughs) that makes machines yeah okay next up so now we're Uncanny X-Men number 12 hey look I haven't seen that fight before yes Namor vs. Thing is that Ultimate Namor vs. Ultima Thing because that's exactly what it looks like (laughs) yes it does because uh, well, so it's Greg Land. Cyclops yes. deploys <laughs> his troops throughout to find hope. Here we have the amazing Tabula Rasa, where Namor, you know, is shacking it up with this slug queen over here. And that was he- kind of fun. And Hepzibah, where, where have you been? Hepzibah? What is going on? Yeah, you don't. I, I, I got this. Don't worry about it. I just want to see it. Yeah, he, he hasn't read this. He doesn't know what's happening. Queen slug creature. Oh, that's nice. They're, they're, they're Hep- Hepzibah's cute little smile there. Hepzibah's intrigued. Oh. or if you can knock a slug, maybe you can tap me at some point. I don't know. Whatever. That's not a real line of battle. That's horrifying. Um, it's, it's probably something pretty close. You know, <laughs> Luke Cage is trying to. I got this thing. Don't worry about it. You know? Man, I, it's weird to see anyone write Luke Cage that isn't Bendis and still give him a loving treatment. Yeah. So where have you been? Why are you here, Hepzibah? Sunspot. I don't know where. So what you're saying is, I don't need to read this. So yeah, another throw issue um, you know if you want to see a thing and Namor go at it again you know with that being said as much as it is throwaway, it gives you some fights and they're fun they're fan service and like it there, there has to be there is a line here because like, there is a line between adding meaningful things to the actual story and then also just embracing what the story is and the story is just about let's put X-Men and Avengers together and have them fight it's not always going to make sense I mean I, it doesn't discount the fact that sometimes it's a yeah. waste but at yeah. the end of the day, it gives you what you're technically paying for. Well, that's right? fine if you do it in three issues. That's why Marvel versus DC kind of had the three issue fight and then yeah. resolution. That's why in the Avengers movie, when Joss he's discussing on the special features, he's like, "I want to have the three, the Trinity, fight each other." But I, the, the the producers were saying, "Well, one of them could be mind control." And he said, "If I do that, there's no reason for the fight. There's nothing behind it. It's just mechanical. If I have them have a disagreement over who has possession over Loki." then it has a little bit of meaning and I can get away with it and it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a fight and we can give the fans the fan service they want and it's resolved. This story is all about getting fight over possession over hope. It's the same fight but they do it for too long. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. So um, do we move on from that? Yes, now we move on to Wolverine the X-Men number 11. Kind of similar to the Uncanny again from uh, Wolverine's which is uh, going to happen. Side of it, which is going to happen. But th- this one does it better. For whatever reason, I just enjoy these issues more, whether it's the, the Bradshaw art here. Um, well, you're just a fan of Jason Aaron, too, right? That's you. That makes he, it sexy. He, he does his I didn't know you were a fan of Jason. I love his stuff. Yeah. I haven't picked up Sculpt yet, but I'm going to probably yeah. pick up Sculpt. Hmm. So uh, you have a, a nice little fight with Rolk and Iceman. Um, they're having a conversation leading up to uh, going up to the moon. Um, they get, oh, is this they get the ambushed one where they by the Death Commandos, right? Is this the one where they have the conversation about going to the moon and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah. I actually really like this. They share Death Commandos, right? Um, uh, and then, you know, Hope takes them out in the fit of rage after all was getting killed. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed that issue. Yeah. Uh, Jason Aaron was doing, doing some really good stuff. The, so, the, the issue he, he, he put on the forefront the Hope and Wolverine side of it, right? Yeah. Which is, dr- which is driving the bus for AVX. Is yeah. this what right? you're talking here's, about? Here's a crazy Dark Phoenix look right here. This is what Adam was mentioning when he said there was uh, moments between the two of them yeah. that I missed. Yeah, this is it here. That led up to right? them going to the moon. I might pick this up then. Right. So again, if you're gonna, if there's any other trade of anything, Wolverine we'll X-Men for sure. Okay. Yeah, it was the most instrumental, it, right? and plus, I mean, if you've been following the book, there's some really good. Like he, he, oh, he's an uh, Jason Aaron did, did a good job of even though this is a crossover, he still was able to tell stories with his own characters and move his own stories forward. Exactly, that's so. Commendable. We yeah. have stuff with uh, Kid Gladiator. I don't know if you, if you even care about the character, but he goes through some stuff. <laughs> uh, was it Warbird? Uh, has some interesting stuff as well. The characters are, are getting yeah. some really good face time, yeah. even though it's part of a crossover. Whereas yeah. the, the Bendis written books, they didn't go anywhere. And I think that was my problem with a lot of the tie-ins. That yeah. They were just kind of tying in to tie in without actually moving the story any story forward. Whereas Jason was able to mm-hmm. both move elements of AVX forward and his own stuff, which is so very commendable. Nice when they when they give him an arc in the midst of being forced to, to write something else. Uh, I felt Brubaker did a very good job of that, navigating Captain America through House of M and Civil War and something else, I think. like He, he did a very good job, just even like a one-shot issue from um, House of M, the Captain America issue. Oh, it was great. Great! Like, just very... It was so sad, done. though. Yes, but it was, a char- it was part of this character. It established something or get, it made him grow in some way. Yeah. So what's up next? AVX number... AVX round five. Who's written, who wrote this one? This is by Fraction, and Ramita's still drawing this book. Can you believe it? Yeah, it keeps going. Blue Blazes. It's not all bad. No, no, no. It's some of his better stuff, admittedly, but it's, it's getting a little sketchier here. Like, look at the John Capus typical <laughs> Overall, square. I still say this is... Yeah, but I... Okay, I... Even though this isn't necessarily that good, it's still... That's very classic comics. Yeah. Yeah, that's like you know the beginning of the X Men t- where the show. two sides are ru- running into each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So here we are again. Make a lot of you're, sense, you're having but... again some of the matchups we've seen. Like, we've seen Colossus and Hulk. We've seen Namor and Thing again. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're yeah. gonna talk about things that make sense. How about the classic thing where two people are punching each other at the same time? You guys know what I'm talking about? Their arms are crossed over each other, and one's yeah. connecting with one chin and one the other. It happens a lot on covers to things. Oh yeah. yeah. What? Who drew that and thought that was how people fight? No one's. I've never seen that. I, maybe once in like MMA. You know, uh, UFC, they have a double punch, but for the most part, people don't engage each other in double punches. I'm sorry, that's, no, that's true. So here, Hope They is... do that in some TV shows, though, in movies. Do they? And usually they cut away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Double punching at the same yeah. time? And they're own, the, each other's yeah. jaw? No. I've With seen their it. arms crossing over? Yes, I've seen it. I've they did it in the Scrubs once. I, I had a joke about it. I watched that. I know. Uh, yes. Right. Sorry, so, man. Here, Hope is tired of everyone's shit, and she finally... <laughs> Blows off. I'm pretty sure Paul's steam, tired right? of everyone. Should well, isn't this, isn't this not less less what she's tired of? But she can't control. This is the moment where she realizes she can't control it. Yeah, she exactly. gets it, and then afterwards she's like, "You have to kill me. Yeah, I can't exactly. do it." Yeah, no. here's a barbecue moment number two for Wolverine, which is very good because she's a teenager, and this is supposed to be establishing that she's kind of scared. There are some elements here that I do really enjoy. Um, oh. Teenagers are very foolhardy. They think they can handle anything. They're invincible, and then she gets the reality of the situation. And she can't handle it. No. Going back for a second, sorry, something I sure. totally forgot when we were looking at one of the earlier Uncanny X Men times, but the one where uh, Scott has that letter at the end. Uh, do you remember? Yeah, the, his, uh, his uh, PR, PR person. Yeah, yeah. I actually really liked that. That was an interesting way of... Because I, mm. I, I always thought maybe that they were going to do something mm. more with that. that After idea that, that was written, what happened with it? Well, basically, the Avengers... <clears throat> it, was, it was like a letter of intent saying that, you know, mm. the Avengers have basically like declared war on our people. And, like, Great. we're going to defend ourselves. Afterwards. That's the problem. Nothing will happen. Exactly. So who cares? But when I read it the first time, it was a really interesting slant. They no, I read it, it'd be useless afterwards, and no one would use it afterwards. So there was no point. As soon as I read it, I go, oh, this is great. Who cares? It was cool, but then they never. Who's going to read the letter? Who's going to go? Oh, we're going to stand up for the mutants now. 
Well, that's the thing. There was a lost story potential. Don't they establish that later on? Having not read this, but don't they establish later on that Wolverine... Across the whole story, Cyclops says, we're on the brink of extinction. That's been his mantra. This is Mm -hmm. the point. This is the breaking point now. We have a chance to regrow or to reestablish our ethnicity. You're threatening that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to show the world you're the bad guys. Yeah. Is that not what happens in the series anyway? Kind of, but there's a letter of intent when they first attack them. So, I mean, I guess that just kind of points towards what he's going to do. Yeah, I guess. So not necessarily very significant, but a nice character moment, maybe? I liked it when it first happened. I, I know what you're saying, Paul. In, in retrospect, it doesn't matter at no. all. When it first happened, I thought it was interesting. Yes, it didn't mean anything in the long haul, but that doesn't dis- discount the fact that there was a time when, when, when there were still chances and possibilities mm. that it could mean something. Okay. I like here that Wolverine, again, doesn't balk. He goes right no. for the target. He goes to kill her. Uh-huh. And I like the Cyclops okay. are still protective, like a cult leader would be. Well, yeah, but he needs his weapon, right? He, well, it's also because at the end of the day, Cyclops has to believe that everything he's endured is for a reason. Yeah, and so, he's desperate. So, I don't know if I would say he's a cult leader. I would say that he is he's very a fanatic. genuinely scared, but his people are on the edge of extinction. Yes. So, uh, well, we're not saying he doesn't have a reason Again, to be. Again, they have been treated like the Jews historically. They have been attacked and murdered, and there are all these tiny graves in their backyard of the old yeah, mansion. Yeah. So he's sick and tired. Like, and I don't know if that's a fanatic. Turn. That is someone whose back is against the wall. He's like an he, animal. He now. has embraced fanaticism, though. How? Because well, because he's believing people from the future that this girl is important. He has had nothing to really prove that this girl is actually as important as she is. But he has put everything on her. Well, I mean, everything. This is the Marvel universe, right? So this isn't. Not a lot of things that when people come in from the future and tell you that something's going to happen, I know, but this has happened just, all you, the time. You know, in the but you Marvel have to universe. go with it, right? Because it's not I, like if future people came to you, Adam, and said, "Look, Paul, one day is going to grow up to kill the world. You've got to kill him." And then you're like, you take your bishop mission, right? You got these bishop, like I've got to kill him. Yeah. These future, you, you might question and go, "Did I really see what I thought I saw?" Things like this don't happen in our universe. There's no werewolves. In their universe, werewolves are everywhere. And there's like Dracula sitting in his lair playing. So like crazy crap happens all the time. I know. You can't really blame him. And it's not like he arrived at this quote unquote fanatic position overnight. No, it's been years. And now yeah. they're on their own island but, but back that, to a but corner. That, that's what I think it is. It's that he embraced it because there was no other option. He had to believe there was a reason. I, I would say he's a zealot. I would not call him a cultish fanatic, though. The way that people mm-hmm. kind of follow him, though, is more like a cult, though. They're just believing. They're falling in the line. They're believing with because he's well, got the okay. singular no, vision. The definition of a cult is people who have essentially a belief in a, in a person's personality or, or a physical or a person who promises them. Something. And they're belie- and he's he's promising to lead them. Into but at the, the next- same time, these people are also members of this. It's an ethnic group. We have to remember this. This is a race of people. Yeah. Okay. Who have who are being mm-hmm. murdered one by one. Yeah. You belong to this ethnic group, mm-hmm. and you have a leader who might be telling you things that are pleasing to you to hear, right? Like, I can promise you a good future. I can promise you that we'll be stronger. Yeah. You won't have fear that your babies are going to be killed in the middle of the night, okay? okay. I, you might go, that appeals to me, and maybe I care about your charisma. Okay. I don't really see him, though, as, as using charisma. Like, uh, the, the cult of Stalin and the cult of Hitler, these, these like, John Jones, these cult leaders who are just very charismatic, so people follow them because they say things that are easy to hear. Mm. Uh, there, I, there may be some X Men who like to hear what he has to say, but for I don't the most think it's part, they're charisma. scared. I think well, it's I th- fear. But that's what I think it is. I think they, they follow him because they believe that he has been able to lead them. Do they believe in him, or do they believe in hope? They believe- think there should be a diversity of X Men. There's a little believe, bit, right? a little bit of both. This is their Messiah. They keep using the word Messiah a lot. Again, this conjures up. But ideas we don't of the usually Jews. see them believing in hope because that's not where anyone feels like writing the story. They have him. He's leading, and he, they follow that's, him. That's what I have a problem with. He's clinging to, the, to him. Is he the only one who believes that she's the Messiah? 
He's the only one who gets to portrayed as the one. But Emma's like, what is Emma doing? She's like, yeah, uh, my boyfriend really believes in it, so I'll just kind of do it. Yeah, it's kind of, and, yeah. And Beast is like, you guys are all nuts. I'm out of here. You're doing stupid things that you shouldn't be doing. And Wolverine has a breaking point. But, but, what about Rogue and Psylocke? But they, and didn't, but they didn't necessarily not believe in hope. They just didn't believe in Cyclops' way of doing things. Right, I know. But, like, does Wolverine believe in hope? Is there any issue you can think of where Wolverine goes, yeah, I believe that she's the answer to our problems? Well, the you fact that they try so hard to protect she, her but kind are of they, speaks but to but it. Is anyone actually he does, saying... He doesn't try and kill her until it's about to happen. Either time. Like, when they were just chilling and the Death Commandos are about to take care of business and that issue, just back then, he could have just let her get killed if he didn't have any trust and hope. So he does, clearly, to some degree. I feel like there's no clear line of why the X-Men are really doing this. Is it for Cyclops? Is it for Hope? Cyclops is believes it... she will reignite... He does. We know what he believes because yeah. they hit us over the head with that every issue. But yeah. I wish... Well, he must have done that to his people. Why does Magneto do it? Why does he do any of this? He, he's, he's standing he's with his people. Yeah. And I think they have a few issues where they say that. Yeah, and again, it's connected he, he back... He even says, Cyclops, you're sounding like me. It's, but, it's, but there are all other issues where he says, I've survived one Holocaust... And we're experiencing another one now. Yeah. Our people are being eliminated. It's genocide. Well, that's why people stick with Cyclops, too. So, I, well, I mean, you know, I can see why he's there, I guess, but I just wish he was more in the forefront. Like, it shouldn't be just Cyclops. Magneto yeah. should be tooting the horn going to, guys, I've lived through this more than once. But Magneto was is one of the... Was he when it happened, or was he absent from Genosha? Yeah, he was there. He was there during the Holocaust yeah. in Genosha? Yeah. So he's been through two Holocausts. He's experiencing the third one now. So it should be Magneto going, don't just listen to him. I'm telling but you, Magneto, we're out of our answers. But Magneto is standing up next to Cyclops as like is one of his lieutenants. Know, lieutenants. But he's not saying anything. No, but him I guess being he has, there, I guess he has no cred. No, anymore to say much. Well, he doesn't need to. But him being there is a huge presence. So, I'll, and uh, when you're saying before about like you know, yes, no one's following Cyclops because he's charismatic. They're following him because the extinction team is all villains. Yes, but the people who do follow him are like he's the only one who can protect them. Like they they are stuck. They've got nothing left. Look, okay, uh, another parallel I'll make is there are groups of Israelis or Israelites who uh, are known as the Zionists. And these are the people who are portrayed as being very um, fundamentalist and kind of a little bit too far to the right. Um, and, and as a result, they kind of feel that they're fanatics. Um, and then there are other I- people of Israel who are, and I, I can't, I'm using this, I hope this is an appropriate metaphor because I really think this is very metaphorical for what's going on in the X-Men books, okay. um, who are just citizens of Israel and they're concerned about their rights and, and, and threats of war and all these other things. So there's a, also a continuum of people there who have different beliefs. Um, Benjamin Net- Netanyahu, who is the current president of Israel, is trying to straddle these lines. He's not seen, you know, he doesn't want to seem like a Zionist. He doesn't want to, he's kind of trying to be a populist. He's trying to play mm. everyone's favor. I see Cyclops as maybe being the Zionist guy who believes in this destiny that human beings, uh, sorry, mutants have. We have one option is our Messiah. And I see a lot of the other X-Men as just kind of being more regular Jewish Israelis who are just kind of more concerned about their livelihood and being able to not be feared, being attacked or destroyed. Yeah. Some people are just worried about living. Cyclops is worried about restarting the race. He's not as worried about... Um, he's worried about protecting his X-Men, but he's also this idea of the destiny, right? Like, our destiny is to re- get, get back what has been taken from us, jumpstart our race again. Um, it's not just about taking care of the X-Men. I feel like the other X-Men are just there, like Cannonball. He just wants to make it through the next day yeah. and make the world safe so that his sister can be safe. Yeah. And maybe one day they can have families and kind of try to be happy. Cyclops has to believe it was all for a reason. But is Cyclops really... A, a, I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if I agree with he's a cult ish guy. I think that he is the most he didn't fanatical. Start off, he didn't start off that way. No, I think he's become this thing. But 
I don't know. I just I think that he's very believes in what he has to believe in because if he doesn't believe in this, he has nothing else. I agree. Like, he's I not agree with crazy. That. I think that's why people follow him he's because just, he believes it. But it's sure. Like, in such a, it, I think that's probably infectious among the X Men. He believes so wholeheartedly that this girl is the the key to the end, the answer to their prayers. That she will make sure the mutant race survives and gets to thrive again. I just I wish. And so who wouldn't want to believe that if he believes it so much? In every core of his being, like you never see Cyclops for a minute doubt that he's doing the right thing. No, he he yeah. mentions this to Emma sometimes, like, "Am I doing the right thing?" And she and she is that after him and he says, gets the, the Phoenix Force. This is even after. No, this is even after he establishes X Force. He yeah. has doubts about what I'm even doing, and then they're but like, to "What else people, can we do?" To his people, he never has any. Like besides, his oh yeah, he never friend. shows on his face. He's the no. leader. He's got to be a leader. I mean, he's a, and he's a very effective one. And I think that the fact that he's led them all this time, that he's. I mean, in House of M, that showed that he was the most, you know, one of the two most respected, you know, military strategists in the Marvel Universe. That carries a lot of weight. I like that Namor calls him a leader, too, and not a ruler. That's actually could have been more of a conversation, too. Those two concepts. Yeah. I guess my problem is there's too much ambiguity here. I wish these issues should have been spent establishing what, how people feel about this. How people, where they really stand. That's not what, Do the, they stand that's not behind... what the Marvel cares about, though. They well, care about fighting and punching. But all of Civil War was that. Where do you stand? So, I mean... Amidst the of, fighting and punching. Sure. Though. They could spend little pieces of certain issues doing that because I think it's very important. Do you stand behind Cyclops mm-hmm. or are you here because of hope? Yeah. Because that is a very important distinction. Unfortunately, I think it comes down to the basic principles of marketing. One was called Civil War and it had a lot of... There's more philosophical ideas behind the whole concept of a Civil War. Whereas this is Avengers versus X-Men. That is the focus. That's what it is for five issues. But it's not for the rest of the series. It's a, and Paul said this. This is the story of the fall of Cyclops. Yeah. You're saying it's the story of Avengers vs. X-Men. Well, the way it's, it's kind of, being kind of schizophrenic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It yeah. is, yeah. And, and I think that even if they had taken a few panels to have the discussion we're having here about, like, Rogue, honestly, I don't really know how I feel about this right now. Mm. I, I'll pretend that I'm Psylocke right now. Theoretically, and that's, I, that's I, what tie-ins are for. Well, oh. Psylocke is hot. Yeah. And Psylocke <laughs> says to her, look, I, I don't believe in this kind of religious stuff that Psylocke yeah. is talking yeah, there's about. There's very but, few people in the middle. I get but, what you're saying. But we do need to protect ourselves. Kind of thing. Even a small conversation. And you know what? Issue 6 has a brilliant conversation we'll get to when we get to that point. That I'll, I'll Is that the Magneto Storm Psylocke thing? Uh, no. Okay. It's, right. the, it's the Beast Wolverine moment. All right. So back to the issue. Sorry, yes. We get heated in the night. You know going. what? If we can't talk about these things when we read our comics, then I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm we're like the masses. We yeah, no, get... I hear you. But I realize so we have to move on. Here, Amita making another That's awesome looking Iron Man. That's robot. a terrible what robot. What the hell is that? Basically, looking... Iron Man has no sense of fashion or style. No, but that's for me to... He's not a cool-looking robot. Uh, this blocky... Hey, you know what? His Hulkbuster armor in the World War Hulk looked better than that. So this is a low. Which is saying him. something. Yeah. yeah, just terrible, too. Um, and, oh, look, hey. There's Xavier and Legion on a beach. Uh, really there he is. Xavier and Magneto, there's a big thing between those two in this book. At the very end, they should have been seeding the book with those two. Well, Well, especially considering where they're going with it. Especially considering, yes, yes. exactly. Because the last two that these guys clashed, they created Onslaught. They they should be forefront here with the Phoenix. Exactly. And Xavier especially, especially because... I'll get to Xavier, don't worry about it. We were talking about this before on, like, off podcast, but I mean, the idea that if you're going to make Xavier end up being a huge aspect... Don't just shoehorn him in at the end. He was at the very end. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, that he's was a hanging out missed on a, opportunity. No, he's I hanging out on a beach. He should have been trying to talk his quote-unquote son down the whole, before this. But at the end, it, feels, it falls and flat. And honestly, where was Legion? Because Legion could have done stuff. 
Legion can't do anything but go nuts and kill his dad, okay? Well, like, he's about to be the star of his own book, so... That's terrifying. Look at that thing blast off. That now, what I do of... like, though, is at this moment where he, they they kind of send this series off in a completely different direction. They go, I have created this Muju Juju machine that yeah. can stop the Phoenix, because whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like Star Trek. They just create sophisticated-sounding-scientific words to explain what they're doing, and then they fracture the Phoenix, which I didn't see coming. No? That's no, no. Cool. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, we're opening up what's going to happen when Phoenix gets here, and everyone's known, here's what it was. So, here, but I, here's the big plot twist, right? Here's this is a huge thing. turning yeah, point. Exactly. So it's not Avengers X Men anymore. No, and no. this is makes this makes your breaks. I think for some people, the people, if you love this, then you're okay. The rest of the sure, series. Okay. If you like this is the stupidest idea ever, then you're host because that's, that's what they're that's, 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 that's what you're getting. Left, right? That's what they're serving. So here it is, right? I wasn't and a fan when it first happened. This is gorgeous. Like, I'll give Romita full credit. He took some time, and yeah. That is the that splash page. That doesn't look like Romita at all. I know. Are you sure it's abso- Yes, it's absolutely gorgeous. Did the inker switch? I know. No. Probably, he, actually. Do you, th- you know what I mean? Like, look yeah. at the line work. It's not even as solid. A lot of it is just very kind of jagged. No, it's it's still like, him. look at Hope. That doesn't look like Romita. Well, that's... It's still no, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying it doesn't look yeah. like... But see, are again, sure? if he does his thing... How many inkers are on this? <laughs> anyway, I, um, this is... Uh, int- yeah, so... One of the problems I have is why the Phoenix goes into these five individuals. Why those five? Is that ever explained in any of the off kind of side stories? Because I have a big issue with why, why the Phoenix would go into these five. Magic Yana? <laughs> Who the crap cares? I know. I know. Well, I don't know if they were the, the five closest to blast radius or whatever. I don't know. I think how they will be much it. more interesting you know? Again, characters. When, when you're sitting at the big Marvel Creative Summit, you're laying out plans. They yeah. must have. I'm, you know, I am surprised. Five. Who's going to be these five I'm characters? She got to be one of them. And you why know? is the first thing that Colossus does not bring back Nightcrawler? This is one of his best friends. He's hurt deeply by Nightcrawler's death. Now he has all the power of a god, and, he, and like Captain Marvel gets brought no, back no, in no. space. No, no, no. He has to bring back a zombie nightcrawler and have a date with Kitty Pride. We'll get there. Does he do that? <laughs> yes, yeah. we'll get there. Wait, we'll get he there. parts the sea. He parts the ocean. The more this Jewish Hebrew kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. you see what's going on here. This, it's yeah. actually quite a bit in this story. Yes, it's, yeah, it's crazy. So here's a big twist. So I think this is a make or break point for AVX. Are you sure, you you liked it? Yes. As a twist. Uh, um... Okay. Did you like this? I, I, when you happened, got to, and you that's said, a big question. What? When this, you this got hit, to this point. This, you saw this I was, page. Whoa. I was like, fine with it. I was fine with it. Okay. Beca- but only because issue six made me just like fall on my butt. But what about this okay. on its own? Before it got to six. I, I finished the issue and I was it's like, okay. I did kind of wonder why these guys. But then I kind of thought, wow, you know, um, Namor with the, with the Phoenix power. That's kind of neat. Uh, for anyone listening, I finished this like a few days ago. I didn't read any <laughs> of this. Shot for this yeah. I just finished this, so um, this is very kind of new for me. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I have to say, it wasn't terribly remarkable to me. I was kind of like, looks like Alex, Alex Ross designed some costumes. Okay, did yeah. Alex design these? No, it looks exactly like. I know it does look like what he would do. Adam, you didn't like it at first. You said? Uh, not really. I, I guess I kind of when it first happened, I'm like, well, this could only go one way. Like this. This is this is going to be the Avengers beating up the X Men at the end. The X Men being the villains now, right? Yeah, or turn. being betrayed as more villainous, and not because it's necessarily their fault, but because of the Phoenix Force. But it just felt very like, okay, cool. I guess they're trying something different, but at the same time, I just felt like it was more obvious than ever that this was the Avengers versus X Men, and that it was the Avengers who were going to win. It did make me start to wonder more and more why. I mean, the, the Phoenix has been ambiguous for so long. It's like it's a cosmic entity. We just use it when we want it. <laughs> Why didn't they take the opportunity now to actually explain what the purpose of the Phoenix is? Because it seems like once you do something like this yeah. and want, want to continue a storyline with five characters who possess this entity and apparently have some sort of purpose, 
what's the phoenix's purpose? Death and rebirth. Do uh, yeah. Do you think that doesn't mean anything? Do you think in five Do you think in five years we'll get uh, X Men versus Avengers and it'll be uh, an errant cosmic cube or something I instead? I did like though that Cyclops, in his fervor, in his zealotry, yeah. actually ended up getting what he always wanted. He now has the opportunity to use his power to jumpstart the mutant race, and I don't know why he doesn't take that. Like, if he's this obsessed, why does he not go, guys, we have the power, and even if I can't do it on my own, the five of us, we can do this. That, that did bother me, and I never seemed to, to go and, and tap into that potential. But maybe that there was yeah. something in his mind that wouldn't let him. Who knows? But I don't, I don't well, want to have to think that. I don't the think concept, maybe there was something in his mind. Just wasn't say the, it. Well, wasn't the concept originally that she wasn't ready yet? So it yeah, so they were them. Yeah, they were going to keep it. Maybe that's so that why she was they ready. couldn't do it on their own. But this guy is he, again; he's he's obsessed. Why does he not go? And, and he just, his mind starts getting a little touched, right? He's, he starts getting separated from his humanity. Why in one of their crazy conversations? Because they, they have these crazy conversations yeah. about like what we could do with these powers. Yep. Yeah. Does he not just go? Why wait? What are we waiting for? Let's do it. Yes, and then he grabs Namor and says, why wait? You know, like, they, they have these crazy poker games, I imagine, or they're picking out new outfits for the day, and yeah. they're just like, you know what I'd love to do? I would love to just turn everyone's head to jam. Today. <laughs> I want to read that which, issue. Which is kind of what, what Emma starts doing, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What, what have we got Out of next? the blue. Uh, Uncanny X-Men number 13. This is a huge WTF issue for me. Absolutely. Why? Ridiculous. Uncanny? Yeah, Uncanny. Okay, let me tell me what happened. Okay, okay, here's what happened. So we're about to have our big brawl on the moon, right? So we have a quick little flashback. Oh, back in time, okay. Right? We have Magneto. Better be ready for a uh, while. An injured Psylocke, uh, and here Aurora Storm uh, tending to Duck Nemesis, who apparently got beaten in this, the war on Utopia. They put all good old Doc and Nemesis right. to the moon, did they? Yeah, so they're, they're <laughs> chilling down here trying to figure out what's going down. Oh, yeah. Is Cyclops right? Like, here you have some of the middle ground. So this is a quiet moment of just... Yeah. A little so, bit. A little bit of debate. Really? This L- sounds good. A tiny bit. Oh, yeah, well, you can read it now. Okay. So... Um, then, oh, the kids that were in that crappy young academy, academy yeah, uh, issue. the junior team. They, they show up, right? Oh, the five lights. And, and they oh, show Pixie up, brings them? And, and, they, and they talk to Unit. Okay? And then, out of the blue... You don't know who Unit is. No, I don't know. Now, now we're going to fly back quickly to I the like you, quiet man. moment. You have Red Hulk so happy to be snapping Salak's arm in half. Like, no problem. <laughs> what is he doing? I don't know. Just, wow, just what a arm. I forgot about that. There you go. Yeah, she should be like a that. lot more painted. Yeah, that that should be bit, ripped off. That looks but. more than just violence, though. That looks a little sexual. That's not... <laughs> yeah. that he's an old man with a mustache. Why doesn't he have a mustache when he's Hulk? I do <laughs> want to see a handlebar mustache on <laughs> That'd Hulk. That'd be awesome, actually. So, you know, they're busting out some water, and they're having a little cup, and they're, they're sipping <laughs> cheers. A quiet moment sounds excellent. I don't know <laughs> if I agree with the water, but still. So, again, here, Yuna's trying to explain the Phoenix Force to these five little twits who don't know any better. And then, uh, as we move on here, danger just starts. To I actually liked. I did like the quiet moment. Uh, it, it felt very. Where is this taking place, and why, and why are they having this? But I did like that they had it. This is Billy Tan. Yeah, I know. Danger's gonna slaughter the kids. Yeah, because she works for Unit now. Right, and they're all gonna get killed. And did she? She didn't suffocate. actually kill them all, did she? Well, no, because you know the, the Phoenix thing happened. Comic book, right? Yeah. No, but then now they're on the beach. Oh, yeah, they don't remember and, and they wake happened. up, what happened? That's we were right. just killed? I don't know. <laughs> so, so most issues isn't that. And, okay, and, then, and, then, and then none of Unit and these kids are seen from again, as far as I can remember. That's okay, true. I just want to look at these quiet moments really quick. Okay. Yeah, well, you, let's you move on. if there's any substance. You enjoy. I won't take long. Love it. What about next? Not the blue blazer. We are right. at the hour 41 mark. Versus... We're halfway through. three. So I'm going to just read a little extra here. What does the AR mean? 
The symbol for Marvel's AR Augmented Reality app, when you see the AR, open up a Marvel app available on your OS, Android, or your iPhone, and you can use your camera-enabled smartphone to unlock extra-exclusive features. So I go out by a phone to read this comic? Nah, man. No way. Actually says that? Yeah. That's no way. Amazing. Come on. It's just, this is a very next wave, though. In caps, you can read this story without the AR app. It totally still makes sense. Yet... In this very oh, issue. Oh, it's the one in Russian? Yes. You have Magic and Black Widow speaking to each other yeah, in Russian. I remember that. If you want the translation, guess what you need? AR? The AR app. You know, I think I can get AR on my You know what? Phone. How idiotic is it to say that in the prelude to the book, and yet have it. I'm Ukrainian, I can read some of that, and I get it. But, honest I, to goodness. I like that you have to translate with AR. That's kind of fine. Because they're not saying anything okay. important. But you can, But no. not everyone has it. And but, okay, but you know what? You don't need it. But why would you say what? it? I know. Again, right. they're, they're trying to create an wrong, impetus. For wrong to issue it. to do it. Wrong issue to do it. Well, it's not when, the... Why? Right. This is the throwaway issue anyway. It has right. no... It has no, I know that, but... Efficacy what, on the rest but, of the but series. But you tell someone no, but then... Oh, well, I'm and, and the things I are don't saying, have a smartphone. And they're not like doing so, dialogue that matters. But you, make it even more of a, but you make it even more of a waste because now I have dialogue I can't read because I don't read Russian. And I don't have a smartphone to translate it. But then if you don't, you don't miss anything. It's a nice time to experiment. Have any time to experiment with this kind of approach? What was the fight? To so AR remember, integration. Who, who, and who did the art and story? And both of them. Uh, this looks like uh, Should we Dodson. recap it? Yeah, Terry Dodson. Dodson. It's, well, it's the cover a, toys, right? It's yeah. a useless fight. Dodson for, the Yost, Dodson for the magic and the black and widow. The dialogue is, that's what I'm and then again, McGinnis and... Why are we getting another... Well, yeah, I don't... The big guns. Also, I'm just finished with this Uncanny X-Men issue that you gave me, and all those quiet moments, they discuss nothing about their feelings or on the fight or the situation or what their allegiances are. They discuss splints and Magneto's magnetic powers. There's nothing of value there. Next. Did I not call it? Thank you. Oh, here it is. Here it is. X-Men Legacy. This is your least favorite issue, isn't it? 268. I'm going to get dumped right now. Hopefully I have no toilet paper because I use this to wipe my ass with it. That... Freaking bad! It's pretty awful. Okay, so Mate, the, the Phoenix. Why it's awful? The Phoenix do Five. I, I, do I want to spend more time having the listeners listen to really to Paul get really, really angry and terrible comics? So really quick. So the Phoenix Five has been established. They're here decimating this, uh, you know, little uh, war torn country. Right? What do you mean decimating? He, he's taking care of the army. Oh, yeah, where so they, they take care of the army. Right? Yeah, they just destroy um, militarization. So they, they take Frenzy, who doesn't know how to shave her head properly, and she's going to fall down here. And we get a very friend, and she has daddy issues. She got beat by her dad, apparently. And, and okay, crazy. well, that's at least a little piece of character. Right. But uh, can you tell me why, in the midst of AVX, you're going to waste time on a character no one gives a flying for about, will get lost in the shuffle as we evolve from here, and have a character centric well, What story actually happens in the story, though? She sees this girl about to get killed and th- and relates back to her. So and tries they, to protect they, her they and drop save her. her into a war zone? Yes. Or at least a, a conflict? Yes. And then they leave her there yes. to take care of it? Yes. Yep. Even though the phoenixes yes. are going all over the planet and taking things themselves. Yes. Yep. Yes. This time, and she's going to do it. And she's on Wolverine's side, which make, also makes no sense. And the cuckoos are, would deploy her. Okay, let's skip it. Yeah, it's, not, all, it's not good. Absolutely it's absolutely atrocious, wasted piece of garbage. Okay. Had okay. no... Next, what's up? Oh boy! Hey, more Academy books! Thank you very much. Oh, don't leave, babe. (laughs) Oh, because, you know, Sentinels are bad. Oh, yeah. So Phoenix Emma doesn't like the Sentinel. Don't kill my Sentinel! Don't break my Sentinel, please, Emma! 
wow. It's precious to me. I love it. Someone's, oh someone is dying no. on their treadmill because no. you started screaming oh, in their ear. My sentinel. Boo fucking who. Your stupid sentinel. Yes, it's really a person. I like this story. Yes. If it you cares fun. about these characters in these books. I like the Avengers Academy I'm characters. I'm glad you do. I don't. You, gotta, you, gotta, you have so much vitriol in you. Because... The characters are not interesting. They don't engage me. I, I've tried reading some of the stuff, and I just you cannot... Read, issue, read issues one to six, and you'll I come to love them. I see Ricochet in there every now and again. That's as far as you're going to get me, buddy. Yeah, he's only been there ever since issue 20. Yeah, so, again, it shows what they're trying to do. It's makes by getting rid of weapons of mass destruction against mutants, blah, blah, blah. This not happens to be that. Again, throwaway tie-ins that... All right, what you got? What's next? Speaking of throwaway tie-ins, Uncanny X-Men Oh my god, 14. you could just not mention this. Mr. Sinister's back in his land of sinister London. Everyone's a sinister. This is so stupid. Right, moving along. That's as much as we got. Good. Did you see that? Yep. He yeah. stopped the Phoenix Five on his own. What's next? We should have not have depowered them all of a sudden if he was able to You'd think them? so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of Mr. Sinister could do, the, do what all the X-Men couldn't do. Okay, round six. Hey... No more Ramita. We actually have gorgeous art. Gorgeous. 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 Absolutely incredible. Art. This is some of Koi Pell's best. Go back for a second. Yeah. Which absolutely is saying something. Gorgeous. I want more issue? Right. Oh, is this an ad? Because I was like, this is in the other issue. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't remember yeah, this. That's nice. So, but now, now here's one of those leaps you're talking about, right? Yep. Now suddenly, well, ten days later, right? What's happened? Now it's this it is floating. weird that no one ever filled in that gap. Yeah. But you know what? It's okay because it is okay. In terms of pacing, to. you don't want to do ten days of story about world building. This is the point where it's about world building. They're okay. creating a new world. So yeah, it's Pax Utopia. I guess this game I is love all over. they call it Pax Utopia. That is so uh, relevant. That is excellent. Right now, we're in an era called Pax Americana. That's our era. The it pa- is before us. It isn't surprising. You know what is called no Pax Britannica. Mm. So to call it Pax uh, Utopia is very much in keeping with political science. Plus, it is something that. Hickman would do. I mean, he one of his previous books was Pax Romana. Yeah, which is really this good. Is such book, a so. great issue. It is written so well, and it is is illustrated better yep. than it is written. It's it's really well put together. Um, the moments in the beginning where it shows the new Utopia and it's being drawn these floating platforms. It is so otherworldly. It's very kind of classic science fiction. It almost looks like some place you'd step out of um, from the time machine, the book the time machine kind of thing. Um, and then they have this great moment that I love in the middle, which has, is the best versus scene of the entire series. And uh, you know the moment where Beast has this kind of disagreement and says, look, um, I don't agree with what you're even doing here. I don't agree with what Cyclops is doing. Yep. And now you guys, he's building an actual utopia. They're stopping famine. They're drying up droughts. They're, they're stopping things. conflicts. Yep. And you're trying to figure out a way to stop them. And he says, I'm done. No, thank you. And then the panel cuts, and it has Koipel illustrating Beast walking one way. And Wolverine facing the other. And then the panel moves on again. And he says, where are you going, Hank? And then the response is, nowhere, my friend. And then the next panel has them crossing over each other. Mm. That's the actual best versus cross disagreement moment in this entire series. It's philosophical. It's very subtle. Wolverine doesn't even blink. He kind of challenges his friend by saying, asking the question, where do you think you're going? And then he just kind of responds, I'm not actually going anywhere. But... This moment symbolizes him leaving and crossing against what Wolverine Just plays. artistically, I like that they... I mean, people often forget, especially ever since Hugh Jackman became Wolverine, that Wolverine's supposed to be like 5'3". Yeah. So he looks short. Well, he's very here. short in here, yeah. Like, like, he even looks like he's propping himself up to look taller. I love that they have the Zax crew 
create free power. I love that they, you know, um, are trying to solve world problems, mm-hmm. and they're actually succeeding. This is the point where it kind of starts the idea of um, uh, Squadron Supreme, as well as a little bit of Casey. This idea of these cosmic godly beings coming and doing things for mankind which they cannot mm-hmm. do themselves. It also picks up on the Messiah theme of um, God and uh, mm-hmm. something that saves the world. And these are these are like angelic entities. They're like angels mm-hmm. going across the world solving our problems. And it even mm-hmm. has a little bit of philosophy that says. Um, anything that doesn't cost something isn't worth it. So this isn't the way you solve the world's problems by this kind of magic. It's not costing us to do it. It's kind of happening um, out of mankind's hands. But I do think it's interesting because by the end of this issue, they transformed the Mauer universe. And I don't know how they're going to address this at the end of this series or with the new consequences. I don't think they're going to address it at all. But they, they, they painstakingly, Hickman says... They, they don't just start little projects. They transform Earth. The Horn of Africa effectively gets terraformed, as it were. New water sources, new food sources. There's a great panel where uh, Colossus is de-arming nuclear disarmament, all the nations. And it's it's kind of remind, reminding me of... Um, what Superman movie is it? And then a fourth one? Fourth one, Quest for Peace. Quest for Peace, where he's, he's carrying the nukes out. Um, it, I agree. It's too bad that... You are kind of right, the way you kind of broke it down, is that this is its own act. Because... No other issue addresses any of these actual real-world concerns. Mm-hmm. It becomes about punching and fighting again. Whereas there's a lot of really interesting ideas in here. And that yes. they, and I, I like the idea that it's been 10 days and that no one but the Avengers is worried about it. The Avengers <laughs> like, are, ba- are going to soon become bad guys. because they Essentially, they, yeah. In the la- end of this issue, they install an act of terrorism. They go into Utopia, which is a paradise. And Paul, mm-hmm. I mean, he had a page open where the X-Men are playing golf, which... Take it or leave it, you may not like the X-Men are just kind of complacent at this point. But they're trying to establish with that shot, this is Utopia. And these terrorists mm-hmm. come in and attack Utopia and kidnap a member of the society. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So the X-Men uh, get brand Avengers as, as villains. Um, which what I think is a cool turn. No more Avengers, yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul, I can't remember. Have we already, at this point in time, have we already had the new Avengers tie-ins with the Phoenix Force? Have those already occurred? No, uh, we're getting there. Oh, it hadn't happened yet. I thought it, they I, they were shipped way before, but in terms of chronology, they're right after this is where they kick in. Okay, but they were, but they did predate the other ones. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I was confused about that. How do you guys feel about the addition of uh, Kun Lun in this, and the Iron Fist story? Uh, I'm cool. With it's it's progress. It's pro- um, that was Brubaker at the at the retreat. Yeah, he was like guys. Well, it was him. Okay. And the was like, me too. No, no, like, what yeah. can we do? You yeah. know what, you say that, and that's true. But if you read the issues, which we'll get to, which look at what like the actual background of Kunlun, there's also a little bit of Hickman emerging there because um, from uh, from his S.H.I.E.L.D. book and also from Secret Warriors, you have, uh, now I forget his name, uh, da, Vin- da Vinci's in there. Leonardo da Vinci. Okay. Leonardo da Vinci. He was supposed to be the first, he made the first LMD or something? He, yeah, yeah, essentially. So he he shows up here, and he was in Kunlun when the Phoenix came the first time, yes. right? So there is that the intermingling of those three different disciplines showing up. I don't. I have a problem with it. I, I thought Me I would, either. and I was like, okay. And then they start organizing this, like this is a force of order, mm-hmm. and the, there's a chaotic order as well. One thing I will give it though, it, you it really helps if you've read 
the Immortal Iron Fist. Absolutely. Stuff. If, you if you haven't you're read it, if you don't, yeah, yeah. Well, you're like, what is this what stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's neat how Iron Fist gets attacked by Scarlet Witch, and there's this shield of like yings and yangs goes up around him, and he's kind of like, what the heck? And we're all like, same thing. What's going on? <laughs> right? It's neat. Now that Iron Fist has got crazy cool powers against Wanda. Like that is really neat. Oh, it's cool. Um, well, and Wanda yeah. finally comes back, right? The, Five issues in, we finally get one to Yeah, back. that yeah. felt weird. Especially but look at that introductory panel. Look how beautifully that is drawn. That is so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. I, that's my new wallpaper. Forget the naked Hercules. That is great. <laughs> uh, I think we're all too willing to forget the naked Hercules. But this is where I thought the story was going. This is what happened to me when I read issue six. I'm like, oh my goodness, they're gonna, it's going to be all kind of like awesome international politics now. Like the world's being transformed. The world itself, the power struggles are going to change. <laughs> Um, the, we're now having this new entity, like this, this ethnic group that was used to be on the ropes is now the world leader. It is now Pax Utopia. The Americans are no longer the world power. It's friggin' the X-Men. That upsets everything. Are we going to sh- see what happens to, like, Genosha as a result of this? Are we going to see what happens to... It was an exciting uh, Rapport, oh. the USSR, well, not USSR, the Soviet, the, uh, the Russians. Um, I, I was all excited to just see anything I could, but if nothing else, if they didn't do any of that, it was Hickman, I thought he would, he does do a little bit. That at least it would show that the, these angels, these phoenix entities, these demons... What would it really be like them, if these people really They came. are the New World Order. They are Squadron Supreme. They are saving the world, whether it wants to or not. Mm-hmm. And they're actually doing a damn good job of it. And the Avengers have no leg to stand on. And Beast tells them so. And that was a great moment. I'm like, are we going to have more moments like this now? Where there are going to be scenes of the Avengers not just planning to do something, but mm. now they have arguments. And they're going to start s- fracturing and going, look, some of the Avengers agree with this, but some of us don't. And we're going with you, Beast. Like, I, I hope to see more dynamism in this. And it just didn't happen that way. No. Um, but it was very high concept. Yeah. Wonderfully done by, by Koi Ball. I think there was a moment of, like, doves. They look up and there's birds taking off and it was just like a moment of like they're soaring the, the, the phoenix entity their power is soaring it's its highest levels highest potential it's a new world it really felt that way and then I just I felt that was kind of let down mm. again even if you're going to segue into this Cyclops the follow Cyclops storyline right. this would have been the moment to bring Xavier in yep. and start going his start with his going look son this is not our way this is not the right well, way well he did, like, he did show up with Xavier but showing then he up shows up yeah and this is what got me excited. And then where is he in the next issue? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. have to keep doing it. You yeah. can't just no. have a panel. Yeah, I know. I hear you. This brings us to the conclusion of uh, part one of our Avengers versus X Men wrap up discussion. Uh, thank you for joining us. I uh, look forward to the second part of this discussion uh, coming up soon. It will be episode twenty. Uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, thanks again to my special guests, Paul Scores and Nathan Strzok. Uh We had a, a very lively, obviously, very enjoyable discussion. Uh, the entire discussion took around three hours, 45 minutes. So uh, if, you wanna, uh, if you're interested in part two, it should be coming out in about a week. Uh, anyways, thank you for joining us. If you want to send us uh, an email, you can do so at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, or you can also like, like us on Facebook, as we now have a Facebook page. Thanks again for listening, and uh, catch us next time.